Hello there, Comic Clan, and welcome to Comics in the Cross, the greatest streamers you have never heard of. I have course, from one of your hosts for today, Cross, joined along Teeth with my partner in crime, Nitro. Someone has hacked your What's transmission and is sharing it, it with their community. Happy Sunday. Thank you. Thank you, as for that host, waiting for that to end there. And <laughs> coming through. Thank you for that host again, as always, my friend. How is everybody doing? I see their ads. Appreciating Eric Stevens' lyrics of trying to chat up a girl by tell, asking if he wants to see your toy wall. Always a winner. Uh, hey, just me, D. How is it going? Hello, hello, hello. Hey, Sam. How is it going, sweetheart? Good to see you. We are having a good day. Hope you are as well. Uh, yeah, Mountain Nerds in the house. How is it going, Caleb? Good to see you, sir. A little. Sir, good sir. Oh wow, Nitro's on the ball today as we did a little shout out for. I got your back, man. I got your back. Oh, hold on, hold on. I need to move the border. There we go. The shout outs are like coming underneath it. There we go. Sorry, we had to redo the border because Discord went really weird today. Like, I signed on and I put our videos like side by side, and for some reason, I'm usually on the other side, and it swapped the cameras. So we very quickly had to remake the border and move our names because we had the names in the wrong place. I was like, really? <laughs> Sorry, I'm doing like Ed says I'm a little quiet. Yeah, it's my show. Oh, no, that's my mic. That's yours now. Okay. Try it now. Alright, let me know how it sounds, Ads. Thanks, Miss. Charity event on streams. I heard of it. Uh, thank you all for joining us today. Yes. yes thank yes, you yes. all for coming and hanging out with us. I appreciate it. Let me turn you up a little bit. It was here. a bit of a dreary day today, but now it's kind of lightening up. Yeah, it's not bad. It's not bad. Uh, Rabbi Jacksepticeye, okay, we're getting a lot of creators. Nice. Oh. Why does Skeet Spots timer out? What the heck? Okay, cool. Ad says that's better. Why did. Why did Oh, did she try to put a... a oh, did you in? try to put a link in? I'm sorry. Sometimes it... Skis doesn't like that. Sorry, Sam. Can we... Can we unban her? <laughs> Get out of yeah. time out. Sorry about that, Sam. Um, if you whisper the link to us, I'll maybe try and pick it up from there. But yeah, thank you so much for everyone coming and joining us today. We, of course, are back with our podcast today. And uh, We took a little break last week. We got to hang out and play a little bit of Sea of Thieves. So thank you for everyone that hung out with us for that. Um, but we are, of course, are going to be talking about what if this week, um, and we've decided to split this up into two separate shows. To, talking about episodes one to four today, and um, talking about uh, episodes five to nine next week, just because we wanted to give it um, the proper time, and um, because it's not one show, it's not one thing to try and get through. It's the whole thing essentially. It's like they're all different episodes. They're all different the camera a little bit better but it's all different episodes it's all um, different stories so we wanted to give each of them some time some explanation and to look at them and how they compare to the MCU because it's what if's based off of that so I figured 1 to 4 would be a good one to start here yep um, and we're going to delve into that so there are going to be full spoilers um, for the what if series so if you've not seen it be um, aware that we are going to do spoilers at the very least for episodes 1 to 4 but I can't guarantee we won't mention spoilers for episodes 5 through 6, especially the big finale as it yeah. ties them all together. 
and yeah, so yeah it's definitely a lot of crossover so so be aware that if you're hanging out here we are going to be doing some spoilers for that as well today so if you need to come back watch us later hear our opinions on it afterwards and go check it out first go for it and yep. um, absolutely understand but yeah before we do that i think we're going to we've got a couple of things to mention first of all i want to do a massive shout out to our of course brand new sponsor who we announced last week to bcw I'm still excited i'm still so pumped about that dude yeah, you so can great. see their logo right below Nitro there, BCW. Um, BCW Supplies basically provide supplies for all sorts of collectible and memorabilia, storing, displaying, and protecting. Um, as comic book fans, that's pretty much our go-to for um, anything for comic books, getting bags and boards, folders, long boxes, frames, you name it, they sell it. Yeah. Um, but it's also for people, if I know we've got a lot of people who play cards and do Magic the Gathering and... Pokemon cards and different things like that in the community. They do sell protective covers for your card collections and cases to store them. Um, as well as stuff for uh, music, for if you collect CDs or records, or if you collect um, uh, sports memorabilia, like if you collect jerseys or have signed football or baseballs or anything like that, you can get it all from BCW. So click on that link to go and check out their store and use awesome. uh, Comics Cross at checkout to save 10%. They also have some really cool, uh, they're kind of like binders um, that have like a, a plastic clothes clasp type thing. And mm -hmm. you can fit, like if you have really like um, valuable issues that are already bagged and boarded, you can slide them in there and it fits like 10 to 15 of them. I have a couple of those. Those are really, really, really cool. Yeah, I've got a couple of those as well. They're really awesome for storing. Like I use them, it keeps like very special comics that I don't yeah. just want to put in a long box. Yep. Um, and that I've not had a chance to get up on my wall yet. I'll do that, so... Um, so yeah, it's definitely worth checking out. If you're a comic collector, chances are you have used the BCW stuff. So um, it's very exciting to have them as a sponsor. Yeah, man, it's, it's super comp. But also, we had that as an announcement. We had another announcement last week of um, the conference, the live video conference that Doctor Bell's going to be doing with Christian content creators and um, in comic world. Uh, we don't have any more details on that at the moment, and we will keep you up to date with that. But, you know, two announcements isn't enough. I felt we needed an extra one for this week, apparently, because I know where we started planning this, not expecting to this week, but we just kind of went in that direction. Um, so many of you know that last year, or well, earlier this year, in April, uh, we did a 12-hour charity fundraising stream for uh, the Autism Community in Action, Taka. Uh, to raise funds we looked to raise about a thousand dollars and you guys came out tenfold and like got like two thousand plus dollars yeah. raised for the organization and you absolutely blew us away so uh, much so that they sent they sent the community basically yeah you can thank you notes <laughs> yeah and you can kind of see like i've got a poster up there on my wall you can't yeah. see it at this angle but it's actually a thank you thing from taka like a big thank you poster from Taka with the Comics and the Cross logo on it and I'm like, yeah. so that's up on my wall here um, and I think Nitro got one as well, yeah. yeah so we both got one of these from Taka um, as a thank you for the work that the Comics and the Cross did so th thank you to the Comic Clan for that you guys were absolutely amazing, that was all you showing up, yep. mostly rated RKO in the, in, the first, in the first 15 minutes helping us to hit our goal but it was completely but even without that we hit the the goal because we hit over 2,000 so everyone else's donations basically would have got us there without that so yeah. you managed to help us double that which is just phenomenal um, 
this April, we are going to be doing a 12 hour fundraiser stream again. We have decided on it. It's probably going to be the last week, uh, the last Sunday in April again. Um, so we are going to be doing it and this is not going to be a charity fundraiser. This is a personal fundraiser. And this is me and my wife Jay, if you've met her on Monday nights, coming and asking the Comic Clan to help. Um, to help fund something for still in the autism community helps fund something for my son and uh, my son is getting older he's turning five this year so he's getting older and starting to get out into the world um, and we have found something that would be really beneficial for him uh, trained service dogs that work with people with autism they are trained to help them with uh, to help with his anxiety issues trained to help and provide deep pressure for him and he's struggling and needs just to feel that comfort and pressure and safeness it's trained to help him with elopement so he doesn't just take off and run and which he has been prone to do and this is going to be a fully trained service dog that takes at least a year of training for him to get um, and it's going to be fully licensed so that he can go into stores with it he can take it to school with him he can even take it on an airplane with him so like this dog is going to be everything that he needs but it's really expensive the the whole thing itself which we're not asking for the whole thing as part of the fundraiser it would be nuts to do that and I'm not going to ask you all to pay for everything for something that's personal um, is $27,000 no. for them to find the dog to train the dog and all the different techniques it needs and then they it's in Nevada so they bring the dog to us um, which, if you don't know, we're on Virginia, so like we're literally on the opposite coast of where the dog's being trained. They're, the, the they're literally taking it across the country for us. Um, but to start the process, um, we need to do a 30% down payment, which is going to be roughly about nine grand Yeah. for the initial down payment. And that's our goal total, is $9,000. This is a big thing for me to come and ask for a fundraiser because apparently people do fundraisers for this stuff all the time for these dogs and and that's one of the ways that they even suggested doing it and I talked with Jay and we decided yeah we'll do the fundraiser this year on Twitch for that. Yeah. This is a massive ask for me. I don't like asking people for help. I don't like doing this sort of thing where I come to people, even friends of mine and saying that I need help with this. But this is something that I feel like could really benefit my son, and there is no way in the world we can do this alone. Yeah. So I am asking for the help of the Comic Clan. I'm going to throw up the charity's logo here. I do have it on stream. Uh, it's called Loyalty Service Dogs. Awesome dogs for awesome people. Um. So yeah, we've been in talks with them. Um, Jay's been on the phone with them a couple of times. I got to get in the phone with them the other day as well. Um, and talk to them and yeah this is everything they're doing like we talked about the types of dogs they get how long it takes to breed how the process goes and everything just looks like it's on the up and up for it yeah um so we are going to be doing a fundraiser last week of april 12 hour stream for that again we might end up doing another one later on down the line for it 
because my my wife's first thing was like, let's do a twenty four hour stream. It's like let's talk about <laughs> this first. Well, let's, let's just hold off. Yeah, we did thirteen hours in April and it almost killed us. So, um, we but, do do got some like cool, exciting possible news. Is Miss Nitro, or yeah, Miss Mrs Nitro, and uh, Lady J might be doing some, some streaming during the 12 hour stream yeah so they came and they talked uh, some hours came and talked to me and she was the one that suggested this by the way she's the one that started putting this stuff in process for me so she got me in planning mode which you don't do that because I just that's me <laughs> gone that'll be me gone for the next 6 months now planning stuff for this but she actually recommended um, that along with the horror streams that she's doing that they could do a cool horror stream yeah and do it alongside um, Nitro's lovely wife, who she's slowly but surely convincing to get on stream with her and to do things, um, <laughs> as well as possibly reaching out to some of the awesome uh, like female horror streamers or even just other horror streamers. But we've met a number of them um, who are now members of our community, which is amazing, and yeah. seeing if they'd be up for playing with them and doing a co-op horror game, something similar to like, like Phasmophobia or something like that, that are... The big co-op games and getting into that so that's a possibility um, I think we've talked about on stream we're probably going to be doing a round of Sea of Thieves because that always seems to go down well oh, on the channel be. So and to get a 12 hour stream where we can get a good proper run at some stuff like yeah and chances are we'll probably be doing some golf with your friends as well because that's just always fun and always pretty hysterical <laughs> to actually yeah. do um, Please, for the love of everything sacred let's not play uh, Among Us we will not it from my computer we will not be playing Among Us. Nitro is very much against that, that game, driver. Um, so there's stuff in plans for it already. I've also started looking at stuff to do as incentives and giveaways, and that'll be a little bit different. If I can get everything together for it, one of the incentives might be me doing my first ever uh, cosplay stream, and nice. possibly doing if I can get Nitro to take some photos doing a cosplay photo shoot. Um, which I'm looking at ideas for and I've actually got an idea that I think I could pull off pretty easily without having to spend too much money because I'm broke so I can't actually buy that much for it <laughs> um, so it's like that could be a possibility we're again looking at Funko Pops as a possible giveaway some special Funkos for that because we know you guys love them, we love them and they're always a big hit um, looking at other comics thinking of possibly like we talked about doing a Dominion Volume 1 giveaway in December we might do another one on the charity stream I'm pretty sure we can probably talk to David Pepos and probably get a couple of copies of OZ issues 1 and 2 um, and do some like giveaways of that as well like so these are some of the ideas that we've got you know going on here so we are starting to plan we are starting to put stuff in place if you are interested uh, shoot me a message on Discord. Make sure you use my new Discord account, Cross, and not the Valiant Cross one because the Valiant Cross one is under a uh, two factor authentication that I need my phone to access and my phone is busted. So I can't actually get back into it. Um, so send me a message either on Discord or send us a DM on Twitter or Instagram. Um, and if you want to get involved and if you want to be part of one of the streams if you want to help out with something if there's something you want to add towards it by all means we're open to everything but I wanted to open it up make you guys aware that this planning is taking place and just get the word out there uh, let me have a look we've got some stuff coming in thank you for all the support of messages of people wanting to help and support already I, I appreciate it 
I'll let her know about that Sam that you might want to play with her as well. I'm sure she'd be up for that. Um, I don't know how that would work with your schedule because I think we're trying to do the Phasmophobia stream or whatever it's going to be at night for us. So I know you're like five hours ahead. So, um, but we can definitely if you just send her a message, Sam, and let her know, and I'm sure we can work something out. Uh, and thank you, Caleb. Thank you, Log. I appreciate it. <laughs> Log's disappointed he never got to play hide and seek in Among Us with, with you, Nitro. Uh, thanks yeah, Sam, thanks Sam for the luck, humor, yeah. Sorry, you were saying? No, I was going to say Sam already messaged that thing. I forgot to tell you earlier. But oh. she messaged it to us, to our, our Twitch. Awesome, sweet. Yep. Hey, Space Hobo, how's it going, sir? Welcome on in. What is up? And absolutely, Sam, we'll give you all the details in advance and stuff if you want to do it. And she's trying to set that up. Um, but yeah, so... So yeah, that's the next big thing coming. So yeah, just, you know, we just like to keep throwing announcements at you all. So, you know, new sponsors, new hosting gig for us, you know, new charity stream, or... You know, just... We don't, we as don't much like as we can cram on our plates. Because you know how I'm not busy enough without adding stuff to my schedule like this, you know? It's not like I've got three kids and a job and <laughs> and a wife who I need to see at some point. Or I'm excited about the 12-hour stream, though, because... I'm not going to lie. That is still one of my favorite things we have ever done. I loved our 12-hour stream. It was so much fun. I just remember at the end of the stream... So we had been on, like, 12 hours already. And at the end of the stream, like... I'd never seen a hype train before. I didn't even know what a hype train was, but we hit one, apparently. Um, and there was like 40 people in chat, and it was just on, so we just went for like another hour. I think it was half. There was a bunch of people on, and everyone was hyped, and we were just enjoying hanging out. And also, it generally takes us like an hour, usually, to say goodbye to people when That's we true. do. True. So it's like, it just kind of got stuck in this loop of doing a 13-hour stream instead. Yeah. But yeah, it was like electric, dude, at the end of the stream. Or the whole stream, honestly. But it was awesome. I was kind of log saying, it's like if she joins you on stream more, you get to spend even more time together. Yeah, the problem with that log is we've got like one streaming computer between the two of us. If you all want to help fund a second streaming computer that we can set up for her. Same. Same sees. You know, it's that then absolutely. It's like if we if we get enough funding to like get that... um to get a streaming computer for Jay and for Mrs. Nitro, like I 100% guarantee we will do like a stream with the four of us at some point. No question. No question. Um, also as well guys, um, for if you do want to financially support us, just to shout it out there because it's going to be a personal thing with the fundraiser we're doing, um, I'm just going to be taking donations through our Ko-fi page. It's the most simple way for us to do it. Um, it's just to go there. Also as well because of the Kofi page, it makes it easier for me to keep track of when people donate because this bar below me isn't just like a, this is where you can go to support us, it's actually a notification bar so when someone supports it pops up on chat and yeah. it'll pop up on screen right in front of me so I can see it. Um, so you can go and follow the Kofi page and if you don't want to financially support us right now um, but anything that gets in during that 12 hour period we will count towards it. Um, the actual fundraising goal. Um, so go ahead and check out that page as well. Gotta start playing local co-op games and make space at the day. <laughs> you know, I was talking to my wife about that the other day. Like, I don't understand why they don't make more local co-op games anymore. Like, I don't understand that. See, technically, I could kind of make something work because I've got an L-shaped desk, so I've technically got room here. Yeah. But during the week, this is my work computer. Mm -hmm. Sits on this desk. You know, so it's like it's very hard to kind of like do that and then like 
take it apart for her to stream the times that she is. Yeah. Also, it'd be nice if she had her own because that means she could like stream other nights if she wanted, and I could yep. still work. But uh, Goose Goose Dog could be a game to play. <laughs> um. But yeah, so lots of exciting stuff happening with Comics and the Cross. So again, send us a message if you want to get involved in that. If you've got any ideas for it, go retro and play Classic Worms. I would so be down for that ad. Playing Classic yep. Worms on stream would be like yes. I'd be so up for that. I loved that game. So, like, like my wife and I got into Borderlands um, a year or two back, and so she really, really loves that game. She's actually pretty decent at it, too. So that's that's kind of a game that we're kind of looking for, like a co-op, a couch co-op type, type deal. But um, I I was this close to getting, a, what's it called, Sackboy for PlayStation, because that looks really good, um, and I've heard it's really good and a lot of fun, but I don't know. Yeah, I'm not a huge it. platformer game. Although I love Ratchet and Clank. Whatever. I was going to say, yeah, I guess some of your ideas for what games you'd like to see Nitro playing since he was showing off his new bling uh, in Discord with his uh, with his PS5. Uh, and it's space. actually, a, oh, actually a pillow. It's a pillow that my kids are extremely rambunctious with. But yeah, I appreciate it. That's why he's got it right in the background like that because it looks like the actual shield if he sits it far enough away from the camera. Um, but Space Hobo is going to be in April, we're looking to do the 12 hour stream, um, just that we're starting to plan it now, and I want to do similar to what we did last uh, this year, For I keep saying last year because I'm talking about the next one, but it was actually this year, um, uh, where we're going to try and get a bunch of people involved, so like to plan a whole bunch of stuff, I'll maybe not get as many people this time, because I think I almost killed myself with that one, but like um, getting a bunch of people involved so that we can do it in April again and get a whole bunch of other streamers involved and stuff like that and stuff um, and it's going to be a fundraiser to try and get a, a special needs licensed dog to help my son um, that's so, going to be really cool man so we're going to give you more details as they come up obviously we'll start advertising stuff as we kind of get it but I just wanted to put it out there and let you all know um. hey I did not know that had a sound effect. <laughs> that scared the crap out of me. I had no Dude, idea. I was like, Is somebody in your office? I this? did not know that had a sound effect when somebody donated when you were live. That scared the crap out of me. Thank you, Just Me D, for the Kofi donation. Dude, I was like, Is somebody in your office? Is somebody talking to you? It was that moment of processing because I'm like, it sounds like one of our sound <laughs> alerts going off, but I turn off the sound alerts for the podcast. And like, it's I, still going on. It's, it's done on my side. My ears are still ringing, but... Uh, absolutely, Space Hobo. We'll definitely be in touch with you as well, man, if you want to be involved in it. Absolutely. I'm up for anyone being involved that wants to be. Uh, I always hey. hold to my coffee. I'm, I'm hearing it through my headphones. I'm hearing it through my headphones. It should have stopped by now. The delay and stuff on stream. Like, it's done here. I'm not here. It's so not. weird. I'm still hearing it. Oh, well, that's all good. Yeah, that was the Kofi thing, apparently, Locke. I didn't realise it had one. I'm going to have a look at that. and uh, That's so, hilarious. Yeah, it's done for everyone else as well. The other one's still here, and it's you, dude. Uh, no, it was uh, that was my mistake. I had another Twitch channel up first because I was looking for a shout-out. <laughs> that was my bad. I'm dumb. It's okay. We can continue. It's okay. We've established uh, my lack of intelligence. 
Okay, so on that note, let's jump into a little bit of news that we've got for this week, because we might as well. Uh, so there's not a massive amount of news, but there's a couple of things I wanted to mention. Uh, first of all, our favourite, or well, second favourite witch following um, Scarlet Witch, Catherine Hahn, is apparently going to be returning as Agatha Harkness in a spin-off show for Disney+. Plus. So the breakout character of WandaVision, you know, because it was Agatha all along, is apparently yep. going to be getting her own spin-off show. I don't know how I feel about her running her own show. Yeah. Like, Catherine Hahn, awesome. love her. She's amazing. Awesome. And she 100% deserves to be headlining her own show. I don't know if Agatha Harkness deserves is enough to get her own show like I would I want her to come back I want the character to come back in different stuff and to keep reappearing I would love that but I don't know what they're going to do with a show for Agatha Harkness herself the only thing that would interest me uh, if they did a show like that is just exploring her her history her background a bit more like, yeah they touched got... on it in the show but like I want to know how powerful of a witch she is I want to know all that stuff yeah it's got to be know? that right it's got to be that that's got to be the storyline for it. I would assume it's going to be like a mix of uh, like past and present day, right? Because mm. she's still like locked down mentally based off of what Wanda did to her. Well, that's the way I was thinking. It's got to be stuff in the past because um, in the present day, she's still stuck in our like neighbor forum thanks to Wanda leaving her there. So there's not much to see modern day unless it's her coming out of that. Yeah, yeah, Sam's it, saying it's like it'd be a coin toss if it's good or not, and Locke's saying, yeah, I'm nervous because I don't know where they go for the whole show for her. But I love turning her character as much as excited anyway. Yeah, like, I love Catherine Han, I love Agatha yeah. Harkness' character, I want the character to come back, I'd love her to reappear yes. in yes. future shows and movies, and I am, I am all for that, but an entire show around it, I'm like... Yeah, I don't know, I don't know about that. I don't know, it depends... Um, Jen, I don't think there's meant to be a second season of WandaVision. I think WandaVision was a one-off season. The characters are still around because we still have Scarlet Witch and now White Vision. So the actors are still around, the characters are still around, but WandaVision as itself is done. I don't know if they'll get another show. Like, if we'll get another show following Wanda, for example. Um, just under a different name. Because I know she's starting to now push back into the MCU movies with... Um, the Doctor Strange movie and stuff. Yeah. So, but as far as I know, it's not getting a second season, which I'm fine with. It's like the show doesn't yeah. need a second season as long as we keep getting the characters. No, I thought it was a good, like, encapsulated show, like the yeah. story. Yeah. Because the MCU's a an ongoing thing anyway. Like the MCU's a reoccurring story that just keeps running yeah. anyway. So it's like it's, but regardless of what the show's called, the movies are whatever. The characters keep coming back, you know. Uh, Sam says I agree with Nitro. I think if they base in the the backstory would be really interesting. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Uh, yeah, look, I think they pretty much affirmed that that it was only going to be a one. Yeah, like it's only a one-off season, and t technically, the Falcon Winter Soldier's getting a second season. It's just renamed now to Captain America and Winter Soldier. And um, but yeah, Loki's getting a second season, but I think because his is so steeped in the multiverse, and there's nowhere else for him to really come back to. At this point, his character's now so stuck in the TVA stuff, like, they're going to be delving into that, but we'll see what happens with that one as well. Yeah. But yeah, it'll be interesting for her to come back um, and to see what happens with that. I'm not super pumped about it, just because, like, I feel like, I feel like her story was, like, told in WandaVision. That being said, 
I try to go into this stuff with an open mind, uh, and I'm definitely willing to have my mind changed. Yeah, like I mean, see if it comes out and it ends up being amazing. Yeah. I'll hold my hands up and say, "Thank goodness they had a plan. I'm all for it." Yeah. But I just, I think that's the thing. Just the announcement itself isn't enough to hook me. Like I want to see a trailer or a storyline or something to get an idea of what we're getting in for. Yeah, agreed. Um. So the next one was this is just a quick one as well. And um, the upcoming Peacekeeper series for HBO Max, starring John Cena as Peace, um, a Peacekeeper, Peacemaker. Peacekeeper. Peacekeeper. It's one of the two. I, I keep getting them confused in my head. Sorry. Should have written down properly. Um, but we got more images and more uh, clips from the show. And also that we're going to see the introduction of Vigilante into the DCEU. Um, anyone who watched like um, the Arrowverse stuff on the CW and watched CW's Arrow might know Vigilante. He did appear on the show for a while. Um, but he's like being brought into the DCEU. He literally is that a vigilante it's freddy stormer or stroma sorry playing him don't know the actor really don't know much about what he's been in so i'm intrigued i'm intrigued i'm all for them bringing in new characters and bringing in characters that we wouldn't really get to see yeah. except for elsewhere yeah peacemaker thank you look um so i'm all for seeing that it looks uh, good um i really liked him in suicide squad John Cena. I'm not a huge fan of John Cena as an actor in general, but I thought he did a, I thought he did a good job with the role in the movie. Mm -hmm. So uh, we'll see what happens, man. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what happens. There's obviously not much story to it yet, and what his role's going to be in it totally. So, but I'm definitely going to be checking out the series just to see what it's like. It'll be interesting. Yeah. Um. Oh, as mentioned as well, I'm excited for second season of Lock. I'm assuming you mean the second season and not the twenty second season since it's only on season two. <laughs> More uh, like in twenty forty one. But uh, yes, twenty forty one apparently. Um, but yeah, so there's going to be a second season of Lock and Key. We got the trailer and stuff for that. I did do a reaction to that for our Kofi, but the file decided to corrupt, so I wasn't able to upload it. Suckily. Um, but yeah, I'm excited for it. It's looking really interesting, the second season of Lock and Key. Oh, 20 seconds a day. Okay, that makes more sense. <laughs> yeah, we were just being buttheads. See, this is because I'm talking, I'm trying to look and like, focus with the camera and stuff like that, so I kind of like caught it out of the corner of my eye. And I'm like, okay, yeah, 20 seconds. That makes more sense in the 20 second of this month. Um, I'm all for it. I'm looking forward to Lock and Key. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, so this was, I saw Lock and Key, the show, after we did the first volume. And... I guess I was I was wanting it to be more like the book, so I got a little bit frustrated and I stopped watching season one. So I haven't finished season one yet, because I felt like it was introducing a lot of stuff that I hadn't got to yet, like in probably volume two or three or whatnot, because it did jump around a bit. Yeah, the the show definitely took a different journey from the book, and I I yeah. did say that I'm pretty sure I said that when we did our review for the graphic novel was I I 100% prefer the book. The, yeah. the graphic novel, the lock and key story in that is so much better um, so the show was decent, don't get me wrong I fairly liked the show, but like it was one of those things of like, ah it could have been better though like because yeah. I, I had just read the book prior to it, so like I was hyped off of that um, yeah. but I'm excited to see what they go with season 2 and what they do with it, and I do need to catch up more on lock and key, I've got volume 2 sitting on my shelf that I've not read yet too. Um, so I do need to read it and get caught up with that and I want to try and do that before the show drops in the 22nd just to kind of get a bit more of the story going forward and maybe stuff will start lining up a lot more because I've not read yeah. past volume 1 yet Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, that's going to be exciting. And Dude, so there was there was also one more announcement, kind of announcement. It's kind of like an an announcement slash leak. Yeah. So word on the street is that they are doing either a season four or a kind of a soft reboot of Daredevil, and they're keeping the original cast. Mm-hmm. I'm all that's my understanding. I'm all for that. I don't know how they're going to yeah. pull it off doing it, but like, yeah, just do it. It's worth like, it. Like I, I understand that. My understanding is that Charlie Cox is in Echo, the series, the Disney Plus series that's going to be coming out. Mm. Um, but I think he's actually also getting his own show again. My understanding, based off what I heard and read. Please, please, yes. I need him to come yeah. back as Daredevil. I love Daredevil, yeah. and Charlie Cox was Charlie Cox perfect. is Daredevil, and Vincent D'Onofrio is Kingpin. If they don't bring them back in those roles, death to Marvel. Mm-hmm. I mean, what's I I still think the Kingpin Vincent D'Onofrio should have been brought back in Falcon and Winter Soldier. I still think he should have been the power broker. Oh yeah, man, that would have been. Like, awesome. I heard that theory. Like, screw the whole Sharon Carter thing that was meant to be a twist. But like, I still think, literally, you reveal of him would literally be like a shot of like him not showing his face, like just somebody sitting at a desk or something. Yeah. And all I want to hear is, when I was a boy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See if he said that. Making an omelet. Show him making an omelet. See if they had showed that, I would have lost my mind. He would imagine. Yeah, yes. Elton Henson is foggy as well. Yeah, absolutely. He's an amazing actor. I love him as Foggy Nelson too. And I need him to say quack, 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 quack. Just joking. They, they already have him doing that in the Disney Plus show. <laughs> Are they serious? Yeah, does uh, what was it, Mighty Ducks Game Changers? He came back for that along oh, with some of the old God. cast and stuff. That's Which hilarious. if you've if you've never seen that show and you watch the old Mighty Ducks movies growing up, watch it. It's awesome. That's um, awesome. Yeah, I haven't seen that yet. Um, yeah, absolutely. Look, not a single person in that Daredevil show had to be recast. Every one of them was cast perfectly. I still keep going back to that scene. It was uh, I can't remember. It was either season two or season three of Daredevil. I think it was Daredevil. But when he was uh he was with Frank in a cemetery and they were just sitting by the cemetery and they were talking about his family in season 2 oh, yeah the, oh my gosh the that, Punisher Daredevil that, interactions that scene, were amazing that one scene was like oh that was so good that was so good yeah as every scene between Punisher and Daredevil in this season 2 of that show was just phenomenal agreed alright I'm changing subject topics because right. we're going to go on a rant about Daredevil I can feel it coming <laughs> and I'm like no Iron Fist Iron Fist <laughs> We're like 42 minutes in and we need to actually talk about the shows um, that we're actually here to talk about. About our average, though. Yeah, that's, that's why I'm stopping it now because I'm like, I know we can still fit it in if we change topics now. At length in the Netflix recap podcast. It was good, just love the continuity. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to say, as Locke is saying, go check out our Netflix shows um, from Marvel. It's consistent. <laughs> um, because you will get a massive lengthy talk about us talking about the Daredevil show and how awesome it is there. Alright, so we're going to change gears, um, I think that was pretty much most of the news topics, there was a couple of things but nothing major to go into the now. We are going to jump into talking about Marvel What If Season 1 Episodes 1 to 4. We are going full spoilers, there is a potential of spoilers from Episodes 5 to 9 because a lot of stuff does cross over and there's comparisons to be made in different things 
So if you've not heard, if you've not seen the shows and you want to see them before being spoiled, this is your spoiler warning. Last chance, we're going to do spoilers from here on out. Um, but we're going to delve into what if. So I'm thinking we'll just do like a generalised what our feelings were about the series as a whole. Yeah. And then yeah. uh, we'll delve into each specific episode because each episode focuses on a different character, different storyline, different changes to the timeline. So we kind of have to take them. We were trying to get away from doing things episode by episode in reviews. Yeah. But what if literally has to be done episode by episode? Because, all different. because everything's yeah. different. Yeah, yeah. And... Um, so what did you think of the show as a whole like the marvel what if show so like going into the show uh i mean going into the show like obviously when they announced it during that disney plus thing when they announced all the shows back in the day i was like oh that is exciting i'm very intrigued by that Mm -hmm. um because i growing up i had i had some what if comics um and just that my it intrigued me for them to explore other versions of established events that we've already been through. So I was really excited about what they were going to do. Um, I saw the trailer when it first came out, and I was like, I'm not a gigantic fan of the way that they animated, um, the, like the CGI type stuff. But when we got into the actual show, I didn't hate it. It wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. In fact, I liked a lot of it. Um, I'm still a bit iffy on the animation to be to be honest but i think the story in my opinion the stories that they tell for the most part make up for that in my brain um I, some of the voice acting which you and i have talked about a little bit some of the voice acting is questionable what i what i'm just like both, both, we'll get in, into. <laughs> both in delivery and the choice of actor or actress that they made um but overall i really like the show especially the back half um, of of the show, but there was a there was a couple episodes in this one that I really really liked. Um, but yeah, I, overall I really liked it. Animation for me is still kind of eh, I don't know about it, but there were certain aspects of the animation that I really liked, especially like in episode one with uh, Captain Carter and and Steve in the in the um, Hydra Smasher I think it was called. Oh, the Hydra Stomper yeah yeah the Hydra Stomper that was it that when they're flying through the air that's just that was awesome. That was awesome. Which, FYI, that's a, that's a Funko that. Pop I totally want to get. There's a yeah, Funko Pop sweet. of, like, Captain Carter on Hydra Stomper. Like, I want that yeah. so badly. <laughs> it is awesome. But, yeah, like I said, overall, I really like the show. I thought it told some really cool stories. It's kind of exactly what I wanted from a What If mm. uh, series. Mm-hmm. What do you think about it? Yeah, I've got to agree for the most part. Like, I thoroughly enjoyed the series as a whole. Um, I was hyped. I was super hyped coming into this, and um, I did wonder why we weren't doing it earlier on. I thought it might have been a good show to kind of kick off on Disney Plus and stuff, but obviously Marvel had a timeline and there was a reason for it, and it came out in the perfect time. I was excited for the stories we were going to be telling as they were advertising them. Even the trailers and stuff looked really interesting for it. I will say I wasn't as hyped by the end of it for it. Some of this stuff was really exciting. Yeah some of the episodes I felt were just okay. Agreed. But at the same time, if you've ever read the What If comics, that's pretty much par for the course at this point. Yeah, yeah. Uh, some of the stories are really phenomenal and other ones are just, hey, this is an interesting idea. Yeah, yeah, let's explore this a bit. Yeah, and it's like, and I think that's it. Some of the stories I felt like we didn't need like a whole episode like that length. Like, yeah, that works. And other ones it's like, mm, we tried to cram too much into 30 minutes there. That could have done yeah. with a bit of expansion. I- um... No, you good. Go ahead. No, no. I was gonna say, I, 
the one through four had one of my favorite episodes, though, I think, from the series. Absolutely. Episode four um, that we're going to talk on awesome. today, one of my favorite from the series, and I, I, I just I love it. I love the story it told, everything about it. Episode two and four in particular were very much what I wanted from What If episodes. Yes. Um, because, like, they just they played so much with it. Went, hey, we're going to change this one thing, and it's going to change everything. This world, you're not going to recognize. All this stuff's changed. Like, hey, what if we did this with this character? What if that had this effect? Like, that's what I love about it. Like, let's just throw stuff around and say, like, hey, if we change this, how would that affect everything? Yeah. And it has some really cool ideas to it. And I'm like, hey, these are worlds I would actually like to explore more. Yeah, um, I, I think especially along yeah, that Sorry, thing, let me just I, catch. Thank you for that lurk, Caleb. Yeah. Appreciate it, Mountain Nerds. Yeah, I think especially along the vein, what you just said, like exploring different possibilities, I really think they did a really good job with that with the T'Challa, T'Challa episode. The T'Challa one was, was really good at it. Yeah, agreed, agreed. I know a lot of people had some issues with the way that they portrayed some of the characters, like Thanos and stuff like that, but I thought... And personally, I thought that that was cool. I thought it was awesome. I thought they did a great job with Thanos and that, and also we'll get into it. And like, I can see why some people would, because it was a massive yeah. change to the character. Yeah, I get it. But at the same time, like it was really, it was really cool to explore. Because that's what what if is. It's like I don't want to see Thanos like we saw him in the MCU because I've yeah. seen that already. I want to see something different. Yeah, that's the whole point of what if is. Like, hey, what if this happened? Mm-hmm. It's basically being a nerd. So being a geek yeah, and go exactly. like, hey, what if we did this? this? this person. Yeah. yeah, what if this happened? What if we did this? What if we changed that? How would that affect everything? I'm like, and there was some amazing stories around this. Mm-hmm. Some of these episodes were phenomenal for it. Um, again, with you, I think honestly, the writing for most of it was awesome. Mm-hmm. The voice cast done amazing for it. Like we yeah. got most of the original cast back. There was a few that had to be recast and stuff. Uh, Which which i will say on that note i think the one that kind of pulls me out of the show a bit is who they ever whoever they casted for tony stark he's just enough he, he sounds just enough not like robert downey jr for to, to take me out yeah whereas like on the other hand like the person they cast is um, chris evans steve rogers yes you literally awesome. you literally couldn't tell the difference unless you were looking yeah. for it like just off the he's bat really listening bad. like i couldn't tell the difference for it but I actually yeah, had to actually. literally go and look at the cast list to make sure that Chris Evans wasn't listed mm-hmm. before we did the show, just to yeah, be sure. I'm like, holy crap, dude sounds just like Chris Evans. Yeah, he really does. It's like he got yeah. a spot on. I'm like, but they got a professional voice actor, so this is like this is what he does, and he did it well. Um, so yeah, definitely for that, there was some that was definitely iffy. One in particular that was definitely iffy, and we are going to get into yeah. that today. Um, the animation. I wasn't a massive fan of it in the get go. Mm-hmm. I like I kind of interested that they're doing different animations for it. I think it'd be kind of cool if they'd done with the animation if they'd done something similar to like Star Wars Visions or like was trying to do like a kind of animatrix thing, where it's like different styles of animation for each story. I would I would have loved that. I would have appreciated that. Yes. And to tell, but at the same time, I can understand why they didn't. Because the final episode is a coming together of the Guardians of the Multiverse. Yeah. And when you're bringing them all together, like if you've done all these different animations, it'd be really kind of too much to kind of go like, well, what animation do we do for the final episode? We have to reanimate these characters in a different way. And what if they don't look the same? What if it doesn't portray the same? And it's like, so I I get it. I get why they stuck with that. For the most part, though, and actually watching the show, the animation was great. It looked awesome. 
there were definitely a few points where I was watching it and I felt like it pulled me out, like it didn't quite fit. I think it's I think it's when they do close ups when they're actually there's like dialogue. It's just it's it's pretty bad, in my opinion. Yeah, it's like but for the most part, like yeah, it was alright. It it worked it worked well. It worked fine enough, it didn't affect us in any way. Um Yeah, and, and kind of a spoiler warning for the show, for the show as a whole. Like even though they're what if like self contained shows there's a continuity and there's a continuation of some of the characters throughout the show that culminates in the last episode. So, just a, just a heads up. Yeah, cause it's like, which I kind of like because like it's showing yeah. like these stories are still going on. Yeah. Um, <laughs> because I know some of them are continuing. Like, apparently every season we're going to get a Captain Carter story. Nice. At least that's the plan. And, God rest his soul, we were meant to be getting a T'Challa Star-Lord series. Mm-hmm. was meant to be coming to Disney Plus starring Chadwick Boseman obviously and obviously that's no longer going to be happening um, yeah. because of the unfortunate passing of Chadwick and um, I'd love to have seen more of that world and explore it but at the same time we've got this perfectly preserved little you know like 60 minute thing between the for his episode and the last episode of Star-Lord T'Challa which I thought was a lot of fun. I really yeah, enjoyed the character, kind of and I would have Super loved to see a, and I really would yeah. have loved to see a series on that character. And yeah. but that's the thing as well to remember with what ifs is like most of the time these aren't going to be continuations. Most of the time these are going to be one and done stories, and it's just to get you thinking about it. Uh, Locke saying every time I think about it, all that breaks my heart even more. He was too good yeah. for this world, and we are worse for his loss. Absolutely, the guy was a legend. The guy was phenomenal yeah. on screen and off screen. Is yeah, that's a big blow and yeah, it's still a shock. I feel like there's a, there's there's only a handful of like celebrity deaths that have like impacted me. I think for me, John Candy was one of those because mm. John. I, I grew up with John Candy. I loved his movies, and for for him to not not to be around anymore is incredibly sad. And Chadwick Boseman was another one because I felt like he was such a like a, a like and this sounds super like cliche or whatever but he was such a light he was such a positive like had a had such positive energy and brought such positive energy to the role and just to, to everything he did i think just the life i mean we didn't even know the yeah. dude was sick for the most part like he was yeah. going and he was visiting people he was hanging out and he was going to visit kids and he was like doing all this charity stuff without really showing that there was anything wrong with him like yeah that was another one luck was uh oh robin williams yeah that yeah. that broke me um, and yes, yeah, with John Candy, absolutely loved the dude. He was an amazing guy. He was taken way yeah. too soon as well. Agreed. Agreed. But I'm glad we got this as one last kind of hurrah for Chadwick Boseman. I really am. Um, but we'll get more into that when we get to that episode. But for the most part, though, I enjoyed What If, and I think it did what it was meant to. I think it, it gave us views into the multiverse. It gave us views into characters that we're not going to see. If some are popular enough, we'll probably see them pop up again for more stories. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said, Captain Carter was meant to be returning, and of course she is because you knew she was going to be one of the breakout stars because they had her plastered on everything as advertisement before yeah. the show even dropped. Um, so we knew she was coming back. But any of the others that stand out, like I'm sure we'll see coming back at some point. Yeah, agreed. You know, I don't know what they would do with them, but Doctor Strange Supreme, I would love to see coming back in some shape or form. Dude, he has to. <clears throat> He has to. I bet it would not surprise me if they sh- they they had him in a, which I know we're probably going to talk about this a bit, but I I think uh, some of these characters are going to transition over to live action in some of the films. I, I, I it would not surprise me if if uh, Doctor Strange Supreme was in was in a film. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me at all. 
Yeah, there's a lot of rumours about Strange Supreme being the one in no way. That's exactly what I was thinking as well, Locker. Like, I wonder like, the rumours are going to be going crazy for that, that the the one that's breaking the multiverse. But at the same time, though, would he be the one doing that? He seems like he re- he realised the error of his ways. Because by the end of his episode, he kind of, like, realises that messing with the stuff is wrong. But again, we'll get yeah. into more of the details with that. But, like, yeah, I could see some of these characters easily coming back, or at least ventures into their world yeah. um, for more yeah. stories. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of like our like thoughts on the before we delve fully into it. Um, but yeah, overall, I'm happy we're getting the What If series. I'm happy we're getting more of yeah. it. I think it's a really great show, and I think it's a really great chance for like the you know the creatives at Marvel just to flex some muscles and go like, hey, what creative stories can we tell? Because yeah. like often that's what would happen, and often that's what would happen in the comics. Is like if you were a new writer to the comics with Marvel a lot of the time you would be put on the what if comic mm-hmm. and basically given the chance to be creative on there and come up with this crazy idea and see how well it stuck Yeah. and like, and if you did a good enough job it'd be like okay you've kind of you know you've proved yourself we can get you on an actual title now an ongoing series um, so it was, a, it was a real testing thing and I hope it becomes that for the show yeah, I hope it becomes a testing ground for like oh what if we did this idea oh what if we did that idea and just at least try it out there Yeah, that's the thing though, Locke. Um, yes, the eye, the storm was destroyed, but I don't think the eye of Agamotto itself was. I'm pretty sure the eye of Agamotto's still in one piece, is it not? Like the actual like necklace piece. Yeah, but wasn't the necklace just made to house the time stone? Yeah, was but that the like. Purpose yeah, but like that's the thing in the trailers. He's wearing the eye of Agamotto. It's like there's no hint of there being a time stone in there. Yeah. We don't see inside it, so like if he's wearing it, it might just be that piece. And the truth is, we don't know if it still has any magic to it. We know it was created to hold the time stone, but I don't know, or at least it held the time stone. I don't know if it was created to hold it. It may have uh, another. It may have another purpose that we don't know. I see what Locke is saying. Yeah, Thanos. I, I think Thanos actually crushed the necklace. Did he? The, eye of, the actual eye of Agamotto. He crushed it in his hand to get the time stone. Oh. Yeah, I, I think he, I think you're right, Locke. I, I think I think you're right. I'll let you rewatch that then. I've I've completely forgot him doing that. If he does do it, if not, then goodness knows. We'll see. Yeah. Um. I think that... No Way Home is going to be bonkers. I know. Oh that's a yeah. Total side note, but... Just the holster for the stone anyway. So why wear the sandstone? Yeah, that looks cool. You know, as to the the wizardly <laughs> garb, you know. Um. But yeah, so let's delve into some of the actual episodes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that'd be really cool if we could see that in the show ads. If we saw the amalgam stuff come into what if, oh, no way in the awesome. world it's going to happen because we're never going to yeah. get rights from DC for it. But, um, but yes, I would absolutely love. I love the amalgam universe. I would love them to do some stuff with that. Uh, it'd be interesting if we saw some stuff though, like because I know Marvel in the comics recently did like Infinity Warps, where they done like mergers of their own characters. So we got like Captain America and Doctor Strange. So it was like Soldier Supreme, yeah. And uh, Spider Man, yeah. Which was Arachnid. We got Iron Man and Thor. So it was like Iron Hammer. And uh, so like, there's a couple of uh, one of my favorites. I think was like Scarlet Witch and Laura Kenny Wolverine, which was Weapon Hex. Nice. Which I'm like, Dude, okay, that's a cool name. You know that name was made first. <laughs> I did see, I saw a 12-inch Funko of Arachnite, and it was just awesome. Yeah, he is a really cool design character. I do like him. 
So like I'd be up for them doing stuff like that, some merger universe with stuff, like because why not? Go for it and go I crazy. If, I, I think if they did something along the lines of amalgam, I think they could get it done, but it would be an animated thing. It wouldn't be a live action thing. Oh, it never. There's too much red tape to be involved with the live action, in my opinion, across DC and Marvel. I, I do think that they, there's possible a way out for like an animated series, though. Yeah, if there was any way it would be animated, there's no yeah. way in the world there's going to be live action, at least not for any time in the near future. It's yeah, like it's I just it, it's not. There's too much red tape to get through. Um, but yeah, let's start delving into some of the episodes then. So. Episode one. Let me. I need to check my notes for this because I want to get the title right because the titles are freaking long. <laughs> uh, what if? What, what if Captain, Captain Carter were the first Avenger? Yep. So, basically, the premise of this one is one moment changing everything. Yep. Of instead of going up to stand in the booth when Steve's meant to be getting the Super Soldier Serum, Peggy, along with everyone else, stays in the room. So when the guy tries to destroy the project and blow up the place, Steve is trapped inside the machine and they pull him out with injuries. And Howard presents her with the option of, or presents everyone with the option of, we need to do this now or we're going to lose the project. So the guy that's running it, of course, then says, like, get Steve in there. She's yelling they can't because he's injured. He's yelling at Howard to get in there. He's like, I'm not getting in there. I ain't a soldier. Yeah. yeah. And Peggy jumps in and becomes the first super soldier. And the new world is born. So what do you think of this episode then? What did you think of Captain Carter? So I know a lot of people had issues with the pacing of this episode. Like, I, I, I definitely, I totally get that. They basically crammed the first Avenger into a 30-minute cartoon. Mm-hmm. For, for lack of better words that being said I liked it I liked the episode I thought it was a really cool intro to a what if show um, I get I get the pacing on it but I thought some of the animation especially towards the end when she's fighting the Hydra agents yeah um, when she's like using the motorcycle and all that stuff and oh man I thought that was really cool it was and amazing then, that one shot then, her first time with the shield the car coming at her when she's on the bike into the car and lifting it over yes. her like yes phenomenal shot phenomenal and, scene and i thought it was cool because this this shows that they understand like steve as a character like he was still like he came back and he got in this basically because he was working with howard stark so howard stark gave him this big like prototype of the iron man suit let's be honest yeah it was basically like an old school ironmonger it was a yeah. massive suit that was way bigger yeah. than the dude inside it was huge and it's like but old school 1940s because it's the 1940s yeah. Um, so like they really had cool. Captain Carter, they had Haley Atwell or they had her play basically the new Captain America or Captain Britain, I guess. Yeah. Um and but they still kept Steve Rogers as we know him. Like his core as a person was still there. And you you saw that because he got in the he got in the Hydra Stomper and he went and fought with her even though he was just a dude. Yeah. That's <laughs> like know? he still he still had the same heart that made them the choice for Captain America. He's still the guy who who jumped on the what he thought was a live hand grenade so nobody else would get hurt. He's still that dude, and it shows it in the show, which I thought was really cool because you had the opportunity of just kind of just putting him on the sideline or turning him into like just like a whatever type character. Yeah. But they still included him. They still made him an integral part of the story, which I really liked. Yeah, he became a part of the Howling Commandos. He became a part of the yeah. team like he was before. Just now, Peggy was at the head of it as the yeah. new captain, and 
and it was done really well um great i think the portrayal of it like i overall for the show that episode like the first time i watched it i was kind of i i felt very eh, it was all right I'm not gonna lie. I rewatched it um, for today, and second time watching it, like I enjoyed it a lot more. Yeah, I really enjoyed it so much more. I just really um, think the fighting scenes are really good in it. The fighting scenes are really good in it, and I really liked it because I went in having watched the whole of What If now. Um, so having watched the whole season, it was very much a case of like going back and knowing what the What Ifs were, what they stood for, seeing a little bit of her character later on. Um, it was really interesting to kind of see that played out again and I'm like and you know what it was an interesting little twist and it was enough and that's the thing not every what if's going to be a big world changing thing like the yeah. episode 2 was mm-hmm. um, it's like episode 1 was very much a, it's still the first Avenger just there's some changes to it we've got a yeah. new super soldier in Peggy Carter like you said Steve's still in the fight but the, it's still the same fight it was legit the same movie it's the same movie it's the first Avenger just with her in the role instead of Steve Rogers. Yeah, and, and, and like, added added them fighting together at the end. And I'm okay with that because like yeah. I enjoyed the first yeah. Avenger. Like it was it was an interesting take because it's like it's literally it was a small what if of like what if we do this and I think it was a really good first episode to open it with because okay. it was it was close enough to what we've seen before that people would recognize it, but it was different enough to give you an idea of what could happen because early on she's dismissed. She's not even sent on the USO tour like Steve was because she's a woman she's a woman <laughs> we can't have a woman doing this <laughs> you know it's like and so she's basically sidelined um, and you see Steve actually talking to her and Steve's still freaking inspiring her like he's he, he's like in physical therapy <laughs> like trying to learn to walk again where she's throwing weights into the wall and wrecking the place and it's like yeah. and he inspires her of like what he sees in her yeah. Um, and what she can do with this and she and Howard's the one that comes to her which I love she's out you know away from everything and Howard's the one that brings the suit and the shield to her mm-hmm. so I love seeing like Steve and Howard and these guys starting to get behind her and following her yes. Yes. Um, but then it was like um, yeah so like she gets the suit on and the first big thing she does was take the Tesseract which is like okay this is cool this is really interesting because it changes the tone of the movie because the whole thing was dropping these Tesseract powered weapons and destroying the world and right from the get go they're gone like yeah. where like Steve's first big proving himself mission was saving the military guys, saving Bucky's unit her first one was taking the Tesseract and I'm like okay yeah. so this is going to be different now <laughs> this is going to be a bit of a different story and like but it still played out similar enough yeah yeah Um. I did think, like, see when they did the training scene, um, and like, obviously, like, she saves Bucky from falling off the roof, and there's that hint of like, oh, you always turn my arm off. Yeah. Hint of the Winter Soldier. See when it blows up and Steve is like gone. Mm-hmm. Part of me was like, is he going to become the Winter Soldier of this universe? Sweet. Is he going to be like become the new one for that? And obviously, he didn't. He comes back at the end. Um, but I really love that they went a different direction, and they had Red Skull then pulling up, you know the creature to help Hydra and um, let me get the name right Shuma Gorath from the comics to come through the porthole which I love the fact oh, are, are we, is that established was that Shuma Gorath I think at this point that? it's pretty much established because okay. it's the closest thing to it it seems to be the most charter is it Shuma Gorath yeah. I don't think we've ever gotten an official confirmation 
Um, I did look into the fact of like if it was going to be possibly Hive, because I know Agents of Shield did a whole thing of like the real head of Hydra, and the reason Hydra built itself was because a creature on another planet. Um, and they played that in Agents of Shield and him taking over, um, people on Earth, and it was like so. I wondered if they were playing with that a little, but it's too far different. So it's like I think Shumagorath is the, is the closest thing we had. Yeah. to what that creature was meant to be um, yeah. which worked for it um, I do love the fact that Shumagora's first act is to grab Red Skull and crush him basically like screw you I don't work for you <laughs> it's <laughs> uh, like that moment I don't know if you've ever seen Deep Blue Sea but it's the shark movie where they like genetically engineer sharks to be more vicious which why, why would you do that and there's yeah. this scene where Samuel L. Jackson is giving this speech right outside the shark tank <laughs> And then uh, the shark just pops out of the water, grabs him, and pulls him in. Nice, yeah. Uh, yeah that's exactly that's exactly what it's like. Is like, yeah, he pulls him away. <laughs> um, they also find that the the hydra's captured Steve, so the hydra stompers there, and they recharge it. So he's able to come into battle and help her and get people out of there. Um, I do have to say, it is very sweet to see Peggy Carter fighting off Shimagorath with a sword and shield in hand. Yes. And yes. I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm all for this. She's got a yeah. sword in hand. She's lopping bits <laughs> off. She's using the shield. Like, yes, I'm in. Yeah, that was um, And then, of course, like, her inciting incident wasn't going in the ice. It was going in the portal. Mm-hmm. And then she comes out in the modern world with Samuel L. Jackson and Nick Fury standing there having opened it and brought her out. Um, yeah, so that's probably where we're going to pick up with Agent Carter is the modern world. We'll see a little bit of it later on. Yeah. And we'll talk about that when we get to that episode. But yeah, so obviously we're kind of continuing that direction. Do you foresee a Captain Carter series? Or Captain Britain, if you think they'll call it Captain Britain? I think they're going to go with Captain Carter at this point now. Yeah. Um, just to avoid the confusion, because Captain Britain is like a completely different character. Yeah. So I think yeah. that's that's why they went Captain Carter instead of Captain Britain. That makes sense. Um, but Captain Carter, I can see them doing a series for it. Or at the very least, I see it being a, an ongoing thing yeah. of doing like an episode for it, because the character's popular, Peggy Carter's popular enough, she's got enough of a kind of following that is worthwhile to do. Hayley Atwell's completely up for doing it. Yeah. She adores playing the character. I, I'm still standing by, like I think her TV series was cut short, I think they could have done a lot more with the Agent Carter series. Um, I think it was a nice little spin-off to expand the Marvel Universe, and I think she did great at the role. Um, and I love seeing her doing playing Captain Carter I thought it was really good yeah. uh, one thing I did want to mention actually that I did really enjoy about this is I really enjoyed the romance between her and Steve in this yes because yes. one thing I always felt in the movie and having rewatched the movie multiple times I can definitely see there was definitely hints that she liked him early on um, just little looks little things like that but when I first watched the movie um, and still to a certain extent you don't see a lot of interest from her in him mm. until after he's a super soldier Yeah, and it's almost like at first I was kind of like well it feels like you just didn't really care about this scrawny little guy and like oh look he's big and buff now Yeah, he's not just a nice guy he's also hot so like yeah let's go for him um, Yeah, but I like that we get to see the romance play out here because we don't really get to see it in Captain America the first Avenger yeah, the, I agree. He, I agree. he obviously liked her from the get-go because the first part of it plays out like the first the Captain America, the first Avenger, it plays out the same, so he liked her. 
But I like seeing her as the super soldier, but still being interested in him and still liking him. And I love the little moments of them talking together and the little things of them hinting that they like each other and want yeah. to be together. But then they realize, the and they realize they've seen they've said too much and like in the you know the slightly touching hands. And that all leads to him getting the Hydra stomper and like this is them now dancing like this is their dance. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then they still do like the little dateline at the end. I thought the romance was focused on a lot more than in the movie, and I, I agree. But I don't think it was overplayed either. No. And no, I no, really no. enjoyed it. I really enjoyed the way that they portrayed it. And spoilers for the ending. We're going to get to see where that goes. Hopefully, going forward yeah. for the end credit scene at the end of episode nine. So I'm intrigued to see where that episode goes. There was an end credit scene? End credit scene in episode 9 where uh, Captain no Carter goes back to her universe and Black Widow shows her something that they found and it's the Hydra Stomper and someone's okay. inside it. So oh, where is like she came So where is it she came through and thought everything was gone? It looks like Steve Rogers might still be alive in her universe. Nice. So I'm excited to see where that goes. So maybe they are kind of winter soldiering him a little bit. Yeah, that's so awesome. I'm like I, I I'm all for that. <laughs> Ads Captain Carter, Captain Britain, and Union Jack all in one series is what we need. You know what? That's how you introduce Captain Britain and Union Jack. Put them in this this show with um with Captain Carter now that she's starting to get some popularity. That'd be a good way to introduce them is like her beating other British heroes. Because the British heroes of Marvel don't get enough of a shout out for what they do, um, but yeah, it's like I I enjoyed Captain Carter's story. Don't get me wrong, when I first watched it, I was very kind of like, oh, it's just the first Avenger, but she's she's Captain America, you know. It's, yeah, I I felt it was a good way to ease into the what if. Like, but second watching of it, I really enjoyed it. Second watching, I thought it was really good and a perfect like first episode to ease in. Yeah. Exactly. Like they didn't take too many chances, but they changed just enough for it to be a really I thought a really cool what if story to kick it off. Absolutely. Um So shall we delve into episode two then? Yeah, let's do this. So right. I can I will try to take this one. Yeah, um, you can take the you can take the reins on this one. Yeah, so basically the the whole premise behind this one is if what if Yondu and the Ravagers picked up T'Challa instead of it. Peter Quill. Instead of Peter Quill. Um and so there's this whole there's this whole narrative in the in the story about um, them meeting up with um, Nebula, and she's trying to get this artifact from the Collector that basically reestablishes ecosystems. Uh, I forgot what it was called. Uh, wait a minute, what is it? Uh, hold on, I've got up my notes here. Uh, embers of Genesis. Embers of Genesis. That's yeah. It. It's like a dust basically that can terraform ecosystems, um, and basically there's this huge fight. With, with him and the Collector at the end, with T'Challa and the Collector at the end. It's not like any story that we've had so far. It doesn't follow a narrative of any of the other MCU movies. So this is kind of a, like a diversion, or, or it diverts from the MCU as we know it. Um, I thought it was really cool. I thought it was really cool how they established uh, T'Challa as Star-Lord is clearly way different than Peter Quill as Star-Lord. Boy, did the MCU get screwed over getting stuck with Peter <laughs> Quill as Star-Lord. T'Challa makes everything better, apparently. Like, it's funny because he's, refor he's reformed the Ravagers to make them, like, a really, uh, like, a good group of people. The Robin Hood, he's he, literally referenced Robin yeah. Hood and it'd be robbed from the rich and give to the poor now. Like, wow. He, he talked Thanos out of, like, uh, his genocide. Like, 
he talked him out of it. And there's this one scene which I actually, I actually really like the scene. But I, I, I understand some people don't. It's, it is what it is. But there's a scene where he, he's just talking to Thanos at a bar and they're just having drinks, and it's freaking hilarious in my opinion. Um, I really like this episode. I don't know if it's one of my top episodes personally, but I really, really liked the episode. I thought, um, I thought Chadwick did an awesome job. Oh yeah. Um, and I loved seeing the collector as just this jacked out of his mind dude who could hold his own in a fight. That was yeah. awesome. That was awesome. Yeah, I thought this was a really fun episode. This is this is what I wanted from a what if episode. Yes. I wanted like I make a change that changes everything and give me something that I've not seen before. Yeah. And this did and this this affected so much. Like this world is so different from the MCU. Like even if you take it from where it kicks off with like um him going and getting the power stone just like Quill did, everything that happens following that like and everything that's to come yet in their world is like it's different. Everything is so different. There's this really funny bit at the beginning of the episode, and I can't remember all the details of it, but it's with the the guy. So you remember Guardians of the Galaxy when he get wits gets the power stone, he's 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 intercepted by those those guys, and he's like. Man, Star Lord, man, and he goes who? But there's it's an alternate take of that where the guy is a fanboy of T'Challa. Oh like yeah, he's, Kor- he's like Korath is a complete fanboy. Oh my goodness, it's Star Lord! <laughs> it's freaking hilarious. It's it's really funny. It's really funny. It's like he's so honored to fight. It's like oh yeah, we we can fight now. It's like oh, I'd be so honored to spar with you, sir. <laughs> it's like, and like, he's has- still gonna beat you. He's still gonna fight you, but. He asked to join the Ravagers, and he's like, "Ah, we're full up right now. We're not taking applications." And then he like he totally like, wipes the guy out and takes out the other yeah. dudes, takes the power stone, and then he's like, "Ah, if I had worse, they put Skorath over his shoulder. I'm like, come on, you can come with me." Yeah, yeah. And it's like I, everything is so different. Like, I do love when they pick up the child as a kid as well. I love the fact that even from the get go, it's like that. They're like, "Does that even look like Peter Quill?" And I'm like, "Yeah, he's got two uh, two sea holes, two hear holes, you know." Looks just like him, and I'm like, he's holding up a picture. Like, looks nothing like him. <laughs> and it's like, and then he basically, Yondu's really taken with him because he doesn't seem thrown by being here. And it's like, the challenge yeah. in this world wanted to explode and see the world. And he's like, yeah. why settle for one when you could see them all? Yeah. And he just doesn't go home from there. It's like he goes out into the world, and him and Yondu have got this really cool relationship. A lot more father son closeness than like him and Peter were yeah and as Nedra said like the Ravagers are reformed um, which is a really cool idea like just everything changes in this world and yeah I thought it was really cool I love the stuff with Thanos as well and I thought that was a lot of fun yes I I, that was actually one of probably my favorite one of my favorite parts of the episode I love the fact that like I, I don't get me wrong, they were almost playing it kind of tongue-in-cheek a little bit as well. Yeah. Like, the Chala as Star-Lord is very... He's almost, like, he's very Messiah-esque, of, like, he's he's saving the universe one place at a time. Like, he managed to talk Thanos out of destroying half the universe. And, I'm like, all this fighting, all this battle, all T'Challa had to do was sit there and have a conversation with him. Although, I do love that they play it tongue-in-cheek, because he's still, like, I still stand by that that plan had some merit to it. <laughs> yeah, he's like I, I still would do it, but you know he still like kind of stands by and like I still stand by this. This would have been a worthwhile thing. This could yeah. have worked, and it's like you know it's like and it's fair. It's like it still sounds like genocide to us. Okay, Captain Genocide. 
It's not. It's the thing. It's not genocide because it's random. It's <laughs> <laughs> he's still trying to like. It's like he's it. not doing it, but he's still trying to convince people that I wasn't really being a bad guy. But he doesn't do it now. And um, but of course that's a massive change in the universe as well because we don't see Gamora around him. We don't see Gamora yeah, at any point, true. so there's no question if he ever picked her up. Nebula was and was transformed a lot, but she's completely changed. Like she's playing the femme fatale in this heist movie essentially like she's yeah, got the, she the long, long hair, blonde she... hair and, uh... I don't think she has the metal plate on her face either I don't think she has the metal plate she's got some stuff going on but it's not the same yeah, as in the yeah. movie so it's like she's obviously not had quite as advanced work as she did um, which makes sense because in Guardians of the Galaxy she mentions that every time she lost to Gamora Thanos upgraded her Yeah. so she's not been battling with Gamora all her life she's not been upgraded as often although there's yeah. still a lot of tension between her and Thanos and apparently T'Challa's been trying to get them into counselling and trying to help them bridges. I love the fact that Thanos helps them at the end. Like, he fights for them, he fights with them, rather. And, I'm not uh, gonna like, lie, I popped at that line a little bit. It's like, you can't take them all on. Like, because the Collector's the big bad, he's taking the power vacuum since Thanos gone, and he's got the Black Order and all the security, and they're coming after them. Yeah. And Thanos basically goes to buy them some time, and I love them. Like, you can't do this, it's insane. It's like, not insane. And he looks around and smiles, mad. Yeah. And he jumps yeah. into the fight, the mad tight, and I'm like, yes, yes. go on, yes. Thanos. <laughs> I mean, he was get, he was getting work in, but he was getting worked too, man. Oh yeah, he took cool. a that beating too. Cool yeah. That was really cool. We saw that fight, and then obviously we end up going to see the Collector, who's now the big bad. And he's literally the big bad. He's gigantic. He's massive. This dude is buff, <laughs> and I love as well like the little hints to like all the people that he's conquered though. Yeah. Like in his like room when he's fighting T'Challa and Yondu and stuff like that, it's like you see like his array of weapons. He mentions a black dagger that used to belong to the head of the Dark Elves, Malekith. Mm-hmm. Um, you see Mjolnir in these uh, weapons array. You see Captain America's shield. Yep. Um, the big weapon he uses to fight is he pulls out his um, Hela's helmet, mm-hmm. um, and he starts using her blades that he gotten from her. And it's like so he's collected all this stuff. Yeah. Uh, we also get our first of two random Howard the Duck references in this series. I really hope they do a Howard the Duck show. Man. They need to do a Howard the Duck animated they show at this point. Me. There's been so many references to him. Um, they really have to. So the whole big thing ends up being like the Charles trying to find the Embers of Genesis, which can like repopulate planets and like bring them back to life. Um, and that's why they even go after the Collector, but he finds a Wakandan ship which I thought was a really cool little addition to it agreed I love how they played hints of Black Panther music too when you see the ship yes love it love it I think it was little hints like throughout it like at different points throughout the episode but when he finds that ship like yeah we got the proper like Wakandan yes. music from the Black Panther movie and it was so cool yeah agreed um but that's when he finds out apparently that Yondu lied to him because apparently he wanted to go see Wakanda when he was a kid and Yondu told him it was destroyed. Mm-hmm. And he finds out Wakanda actually sent spacecraft into space looking for him. Um, which was a really interesting twist. And to kind of brought that kind of like third act breakup between them and stuff like that, yeah. which was kind of cool. Yeah, it was really cool. Um. But basically, the whole thing was ends up being a triple cross by Nebula. She double crosses him and helps the Collector. So he captures T'Challa, only to find out that was actually the plan all along, because what the Collector really wanted was T'Challa. Mm-hmm. 
uh, that he can actually break out of the containment things because he used his vibranium necklace that he still had. Yeah. To smash through it, which was really cool. But overall, yeah, this this episode was done really well. I think this was a really different universe, really different style. It was done like so yeah. much happened and so much was changed. It just it made it really intriguing to say, "Ooh, I wonder what else is different in this." Yeah, and this was the episode where I was like, "Oh, okay, I see what they can do with this show. They can do kind of whatever they want." This mm-hmm. is interesting. This is interesting. Yeah, absolutely. Like this was the this was the big thing of like this is what a what if episode can be. This is the one that sold me on the show. Like when I first watched Captain Carter, I was uncertain, but when I watched this, I'm like, this is what I'm looking for. Yes. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed this one. Oh, and also we got a little hint at the end of the episode as well of Ego and Peter. Peter working mopping up Baskin Robbins. Apparently, oh, that's yeah, where he worked. That's right. That's right. Um, and Ego comes to find them because Ego still wants to find another celestial to yeah. rule the world with or rule the universe with. Yeah. Um, which I thought would be a really interesting double like villain thing if they did that. Obviously they kinda don't as we see later on when he's recruited in episode nine. Mm-hmm. But like I thought that'd be a really interesting duo of like Peter being the villain along with his dad. So total side note. I don't. I don't feel like they ever tied up that thread in Guardians of the Galaxy Two, where he kind of turned into Eternity or a Celestial or whatever you want to call it. Oh, I don't I'll... feel like they ever. They ever really addressed that. Oh, they said at the end he lost his power when Ego was destroyed. He no longer had any Celestial power left. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I guess so. So he's just a human again. Yeah. Um. Don't get me wrong, you could have done something with that, but yeah. But I yeah, I feel like I would have that opportunity. Yeah. Anyways, total side note, tied tangent. Yeah, but like I, I thoroughly enjoyed this episode. Like in one of the last ones from Chadwick Boseman, I. This is one of the ones I would love to have seen a whole. Universe based around. I would love to have seen a series on this. I would love to have seen, where. Like they went with this, and what else was different now. Mm-hmm. Like what else did they do different? Um, was different because even just because Thanos wasn't hunting the stones because Gamora wasn't there because you know Nebula is good now because the child is Star Lord and in the universe would that play a thing because at the end that's it as well sorry I almost forgot that bit um, he actually goes back to Wakanda to check it out mm-hmm. and so we get the Ravagers coming into the throne room to meet King T'Chaka and Thanos yet again trying to convince the Dora Majai that his plan, <laughs> his plan wasn't genocide. That's so true. He is one of the Ravagers. That's right. At the, at the, by the end of it, he's one of the Ravagers. Oh yeah, he's one of the. He's in full. No, no, he's the Ravager from early on. Even in the bar, he's, if you look at his costume, he's technically. I totally forgot that. It's Ravagers colors he's wearing. He's actually a Ravager, and I'm like, that's amazing. That's so funny, dude. It's like it's so random. Like Thanos is a Ravager. Like how did that happen? Of all I things, how did that happen? I love it. But it was really cool just seeing that um, connection and stuff as well. Alright. Do we want to jump into episode 3 then? Yeah, let's do it. Yay. <laughs> this one was one of my least favourite of the series. Agreed. Um, I wasn't a massive fan of it. Agreed. <clears throat> uh, this is What If the World Lost Its Mightiest Heroes. Um, I don't even remember the full details of this one. This one I didn't get to rewatch, so I don't remember all the full details for it. But so, 
I was spoiled for warning in this, so I this is a murder mystery episode. Yeah. Who done it? And I knew who done it before I watched it because the internet told me. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess that so the premise for this one is well, it starts off you know where we see in Iron Man two where um, Nick Fury and Black Widow are pulling up to that donut shop and Tony's hanging out in the donut and they meet him in the coffee shop or whatnot and Black Widow injects the thing into his neck and Tony Stark dies. Like, mm-hmm. right there. He dies. Yeah, that's right. That's how it starts. There's a, there's a whole montage of, basically, <laughs> Avengers dying. So you have Thor um, dies. Like, it's it's the scene in Thor where Hawkeye is in, the, is in the bucket truck or whatever, and he has the arrow on Thor, but he accidentally shoots and nails Thor. Thor dies. Hawkeye is taken out. Black Widow also is taken out. But before she's taken out, she gets a message sent to Nick Fury saying that it's all about hope. So we come to find out that Hank Pym, in his yellow jacket suit, I believe, has been murdering all the Avengers because apparently in this universe, his daughter, Hope Van Dyne, died on a mission because she was a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent. Um, and one, one cool twist in this episode is um, that uh, Loki comes to Earth to invade Earth, and since there's no Thor, there's nobody to like kind of be his yin to his yang to kind of counteract that so he comes with the destroyer and he kind of kind of takes over oh yeah he comes with the whole asgardian army because thor's not there to like retake the throne back for his father and stuff and like throw him out so he's still ruling asgard so he comes with this that was a really cool aspect of this so he comes with this whole asgardian army basically like yeah we own this this planet now yeah and then so towards the end nick fury i can't remember the specifics of this one just because uh this one wasn't really my favorite, but somehow Nick Fury double crosses Hank Pym and gets Loki to take him prisoner, um, basically for the death of Thor, I think. Um, but yeah, this one wasn't really my favorite, honestly. Yeah, it was kind of boring, honestly. Yeah, I was expecting oh. more from it because it was kind of a who done it. It's like what happened to the Lost Mightiest Avengers, and it's basically yeah. Loki takes over. But there's a bit of hope at the end because they haven't found Captain America yet or something. Mm-hmm. And Nick Fury finds him and then calls back Captain Marvel, so the two captains are going to be the line of defense against Asgard attacking. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, it was an interesting idea. It's just like to do a whodunit and like the Avengers getting killed. And I love the way they did it. Like everything's been uh, Hank Pym all along. Like when Tony was injected, Hank was in the injection and made it lethal. Um, same with the arrow shot, same with everything. He got himself involved in all of it and. And don't get me wrong, Batcrap Crazy Hank Pym looks like he could be a lot of fun as a villain. Yeah. Like, that yeah. animation on him, he looked like he was freaking out of his mind. Yes. And I yeah, like... That, that dark red circles under his eyes. Yeah, he thing. looked freaking nuts. And I'm like, okay, this could be interesting. This could be an interesting one. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, like, I just... I don't know, it felt very boring to me. I agree, it was boring. I That's felt very, like... Weird. It's like it, it wasn't even intriguing, like the murder mystery part, and like, obviously I knew who it was beforehand and stuff. But yeah. even then, I was like, I don't think you can do a good murder mystery on that level in thirty minutes yeah. with the amount of stuff that they had to include in it. And then, of course, like, a, oh, and by the way, Loki also invades. Like, okay, yeah, there's just a lot of elements. It's like, oh, and then we have to fight against Loki. I'm like, you're just cramming stuff in now and for a 30 minute show it was one of those ones where it's like you needed more time to build that up yeah 
I did like how they revisited some of the scenes from the Marvel movies, like the donut shop stuff with Nick Fury, Tony Stark, and Black Widow, and then the the containment area in Nevada for Mjolnir with Thor and, and yeah, and all that, stuff. that was really cool. Uh, there was a couple of funny spots with uh, I think it was Agent Coulson talking about Thor's hair because he kept throwing <laughs> it back in the rain. <laughs> uh, but yeah. That was awesome. Yeah, and, and shout out to Clark Rigby and Phil Coulson in so many of these episodes he came back to do a little bit yeah. and he was awesome as always. Agreed. Absolutely love him. Um, but yeah, like I, I, I could take or leave this episode to be honest. It just yeah. I at the end of the day as well, it didn't add anything. Mm-mm. It didn't add anything to this. It didn't even add anything to like the big final build for the final episode. Like Mm-mm. none of the guardians end up coming from this universe or anything like that. It's like it just it was there. Yeah, because because I think at the end of the episode, Loki uh, decides to basically stay on Earth. Yeah. Right. And yeah. there's no there's no follow through. With, there's no follow through on that decision on any of the episodes. No, he decides to stay on Earth, and they pull in Captain America and Captain Marvel to fight him, and it's like, but that's that. That's the last we hear of that world. Yeah, I mean, matter of fact, like, and again, spoilers for episodes past episode four, but in one of the episodes, Thor basically comes to Earth and just throws a gigantic party for like months, and then yeah. Loki joins him as a frost giant king, which is sweet. Um, but like no callback to any of that happening in episode two or episode three of What If. Yeah, no, it's like it was completely a different thing on thing, and even episodes where we didn't get like a guardian coming from it, like for example, like the zombie episode, mm-hmm. uh, which is a phenomenal episode as well, which we'll get into next week as part of that review. Uh, but even that comes back in the final because they open a porthole and all the zombies start pouring yeah. through to help in yeah. the fight. Um, it's like. But we don't get anything to this one. It was just kind of there. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Yeah, it didn't impact any of the other episodes. Not that it should, but if all the other episodes impacted all the other episodes, and just this one kind of didn't... It but even if sense. you take it as just a standalone episode, even if you take everything just a standalone for the major story of what it is, yeah. it was so weak compared to the rest. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. Um, so yeah, so I'm happy to just move on to our next episode, because that's one yeah. I think we're both excited to talk about definitely do it so this is without a doubt one of our favorite episodes from the whole series possibly the favorite depending um it's definitely top like obviously the the finale stuff like the last two episodes are big so but this is definitely up there i think i think my yeah this one is definitely top two for me i think the one that kind of edges it out is when ultron gets the stones Mm-hmm. So the next, next to last episode, I think. Yeah, that's um, definitely. And he discovers. He discover, well, I think he discovers the multiverse in that episode. Yeah, he finds the multiverse yeah. and stuff. Yeah, I think that's probably my favorite, my top. But this one is just so seeing the level that Doctor Strange can get to if he just fully embraces all aspects yeah. of of his magic is just bonkers to me. And absolutely, what Watson saying there. Yeah, there's always one filler episode in a series. Yeah, kind of yeah. So this episode is called "What If Doctor Strange Lost His Heart." instead of his hands and the one difference in this universe the car ride the strange injured his hands that sent him on his journey he wasn't in the car alone he was joined by his love interest Christine and instead of his hands being damaged she dies Yeah. and apparently that one event is enough to destroy a universe <laughs> I 
opening of this episode, especially reading the thing of it, I thought, okay, so he's going to go a bit off the rails because he's he's losing his love interest rather than his hands. And I was not prepared for just how far off the rails this one was going to go. Yeah. Yes. I. Oh, it was so good. Um, so there's one there's one part of this, and I know we're probably thinking of the same thing. So there's one part of this episode that, like, when I was I was watching this during the day, and my jaw was just hanging open. And there's a scene in this episode where he's trying to get all the magic possible in his body to be able to save Christine. Mm-hmm. And he basically <laughs> he basically opens a portal to wherever, and he starts basically incorporating all of these dark entities. He basically absorbs them into his body. There we go, Sora. Sora delivering truth. Wow, Sora's not been here in forever, and he comes <laughs> in to drop that. I'm like, really? Um, so he's 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 uh, basically absorbing all of these life forms, basically kind of killing them in the process, but getting their power. That scene blew me away. It was phenomenal. It, it was, was awesome. insane. The whole the whole episode is nuts. Like the entire thing just was absolutely insane. Yeah. Because like this is what I, basically this is what I wanted from a what if. Yeah, because basically like, the first part of it, she died. That's the inciting incident that sets him off to become Doctor Strange, to become the master of the mystic arts, yeah. to uh, train under the Ancient One, to defeat Dormammu, become Sorcerer Supreme, not his hands being ruined. Everything else like that plays out like the first movie. Yeah, Everything plays out the same, it's just a different inciting incident. The only difference is, obviously, he doesn't see Christine during that time period because she's dead. Um, but following that, I love that like, there's almost like a thing of like, ritual he almost has of going and sitting and drinking and thinking about it and mulling over the process mulling over what happened that night mm-hmm. and we even see Wong coming and speaking to him and stuff and you know tells him like come on let's go before you do something stupid because he sees him playing with the eye of Agamotto yeah obviously knowing he's thinking about the time stone and we see Strange decides to use it mm-hmm and we get one of the most probably horrific scenes to watch in this series as we watch this woman die over and over and over again and he cha- yeah. he tries everything to save her mm-hmm. he changes his route he changes plans he goes to the party in a different way he doesn't pick her up and just leaves her has her drive the car every single time she dies in one way or another and she's basically, he's basically visited by the Ancient One and told this cannot be changed. It is an absolute point. Yeah, this this is an important part of the series too. Not to hijack what you were saying. No, absolutely, go for it. So this is this is establishing basically rules for the multiverse in this show, which I think are going to carry over into live action shows. Absolutely. This is a um, so establishing this as a non this this point in time cannot be altered. This is going to happen. It will always happen, regardless of the of the universe. So yeah, this has to happen because this is the moment that makes him become Sorcerer Supreme. This is when it begins, and this is what leads him to essentially saving the universe, to saving the world. And he is told here, like very subtly at this point, he's not like rammed down his throat, but very subtly here he is told, if you do this, it's going to destroy the universe. She tells him that up front. And that's an important thing that I think when you get to the end of like how 
often he heard that. Yeah. He was told this multiple times and ignored it. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's basically told that he basically tells her, "I can do this. I just need more power. It's possible to change an absolute point. I need power, though. Like, and I just need to get the right knowledge." And that's when he goes looking for it, and he finds the lost library of Cagliostro, which um, he meets the guy Oben, who's a lot of people online saying that is actually Cagliostro. Mm, yeah, I heard that. I've heard that. And that it is actually him, and it's his library and stuff like that. Um, but basically he goes and gets lost in that world and like from what I understand he spends like like a thousand years there like it's like crazy amount yeah. of time that at least centuries he meant because yeah. Oben when he comes out Oben is dying of old age Yeah, and he's told it's like centuries because he starts off like reading it and you see him trying the portal first like okay that's just how we do it and ends up fighting basically Shumagora from episode yeah. 1 yeah. who like almost kills him <laughs> and he's like okay and he starts doing a lot more study a lot more research on it and then starts small and we start off with like him bringing through this demonic looking gnome and he just like eyes and mouth light up and he just absorbs into himself Yeah. and then all these creatures start to come and all the creatures as far as I'm aware most of them are um, artist renderings of folklore creatures Okay. or just creations made by the artist there's nothing that's specifically really like from Marvel here as far as I was aware because I had to look it up I wanted to be sure in case it was like an easter egg I was missing but I think it's mostly like uh, like folklore creatures and stuff that he's pulling from other okay. universes and absorbs into himself and you yeah, everybody s- was looking for Mephisto oh that's Mephisto I know <laughs> I, I want Mephisto to show up now Doctor Strange Supreme yeah. could wreck him like there's no yeah, way in the world that he's not going to beat him, you know. There's a strong, there's a strong argument that he is way stronger than uh, Scarlet Witch, and I don't know if I disagree with that. Oh, I would, I would totally agree with that statement because, like, I think like the level of stuff that he pulls into him, yes, and it's like the amount of magic he's drained into himself. It's insane the levels. It's not typical Doctor Strange level of power. Yeah. Um. So he like draws all this stuff into himself, um, and again when he fights Shumagora the first time as well, um, there's an amazing line from Oben who's like trying to talk to him. He asks him like, "Well, I hope she's worth it." Mm-hmm. It's like because no man does this for himself. Yeah. And he says to him, "There's a fine line between devotion and delusion," mm-hmm. which I thought was a really interesting line. Again, hinting at what you're doing isn't devotion to the woman you loved. Yeah. It's too much. Yep. Um. But yeah, so he's in there. He absorbs creatures. He gets a new cape, which is sweet looking. Which he randomly steals from a bug. That was really this beetle thing comes through wearing the cape, and he's like, "I'll take that cape. That's very nice. And we'll put you back in the portal. I'm not even going to absorb you. I'm just <laughs> going to steal your cape." I'm like, that poor bug just got like freaking drive-by magic to steal his cape off his back. Like, come on. And the cape looks mental. The cape fits the whole dark aesthetic that Supreme Strange is like going with. Yes. Um. So he gets his, his all his power, um, to the point of he becomes a cosmic level being. Mm-hmm. He can sense the Watcher watching him. That's so cool. That's such a cool spot in the show. And this he's kneeling, and the Watcher's like narrating over his shoulder, yeah. and he just like, hello. 
Like, you can't hear him, but he just knows he's there. And I'm like, oh my goodness, that's how powerful he's becoming. He's literally becoming a cosmic entity level power. Yes. Yes, that was awesome. I'm like, oh, so good. Um, so yeah, he comes out after centuries. Oben is, dies. But then we get the real twist of this episode. Supreme Strange is only half a man. Because before he went to find the library, before he went to do that, the Ancient One split him in half so that there was two timeline versions of him existing in the same timeline. Yeah. One who travelled back in time to try and save her and goes to the library, and one who chose not to and move forward. Mm-hmm. Which, see, when that happened, that blew my mind. I'm like, okay, this is a Doctor Strange what-if story. We are just going all out. Everything is just going to happen in this episode. We're just going to leave everything here. So basically, yeah, a version of the Ancient One visits that strange and tells them what's happening because the world's literally starting to burn in darkness. Like, things are starting to fade, so the big fight at the end becomes Doctor Strange versus Supreme Strange. Yes, that's that's such a cool fight. It doesn't long cast a protection spell over the the real Doctor Strange, or the, the good Doctor Strange. Yeah, you see him putting, like, protection stuff on. He puts, like, a major one in here, like, all these protection spells over him to try and help yeah. him. I will say, though, that Strange Supreme handily beats him. <laughs> oh, yeah, his power like, level. He beats the brakes off of him. <laughs> Which I love as well, you see him looking dark. And I forgot to mention, actually, when he's in the room before he comes out, you see this creature yes. in shadow. And then all the parts start to kind of pull together and he becomes strange again. And it's like... Mm-hmm. But he just looks so... Like, he looks so worn and yes. driven by the darkness like he's got bags under his eyes he's like yeah, drained white he's completely he's given everything to pulling this off but he's we get a... we get the most epic fight we have ever seen in the MCU cape versus cape yes <laughs> we literally have two capes fighting each other during this fight which is kind imagine of imagine awesome. having to animate that so you want me to do what again you want me to have a cape fighting another cape alright yeah, that fight doesn't last long and there's a reason. I think there's only so much you can do with a cape versus a cape. Uh, so, total side note. So, um, apparently, I know I put something in chat, but apparently in the original comic books, Obang is a pseudonym for Cagliostro. So, you were correct, Locke. Um, that is just another name he goes by in the comics. Mm. That's what I thought. I thought I'd heard that from somewhere, but yeah, that makes sense then. So, yeah. So, he is... He is Cagliostro. I didn't mean to derail that. I no, 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 that. absolutely. No, yeah, definitely want to get that info out there, man. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, as you said, though, Supreme, like, handily wrecks him. Yes, no question. Handily no. wrecks him and absorbs yeah. him into himself as well. Because it's interesting. At first, they try to almost, like, talk him into it. Like, they don't understand. Like, Wong and Ancient One don't understand. They don't know Christine. Yeah. And, like, you try to, like, talk him. And the other strange try to talk him out of this. But they end up fighting and he absorbs him. And... Mm-hmm. Then he brings Christine back. Mm-hmm. Which I love that when he absorbs Strange, he goes into his actual forum for a bit, which is this freaky looking creature. Yeah, yeah. And he's trying to talk to Christine as that creature. <laughs> yeah, Christine, it's me. And I'm like, yeah, that's that's comforting. <laughs> that's going to work. Um, But then like, he doesn't even get the chance to enjoy it. 
He saves her, and the world literally starts to crumble around him. Yeah. It starts and to just fade. It's cool because the way that it, it's dissolving, it looks like ink. Yeah. Like black ink, which I think is a really cool, I don't know if this was on purpose, but a cool nod to the comics. Um, yeah, it was really interesting yeah. like, for them to do it that way. It was an interesting style. Yeah. Um, but this whole universe is being wrecked, and Strange essentially has to construct himself like this little pocket dimension almost, mm -hmm. which is literally like the size of this room that I'm in, which is not a big room. Yeah. It's this little piece of land with this protection spell over it, mm -hmm. which I love at the end of the day as well. Like Christine disappears too. Yeah, he saved her, and then like the whole universe was there. And while it's cracking, he screams out to the Watcher. He can see him now, mm -hmm. and he's like, "Help! Please help me! I made a mistake. Don't let my arrogance ruin everything. Don't yeah. let my these people be punished because of my arrogance, because of what I did. It's my mistake. It was my bad choice." Mm -hmm. And it's like, and he's like, "Even if I could interfere, you were warned." He's like, I've made a pledge not to interfere here. It's like, but you were warned what the consequences of this would be multiple times. And he is, and going back and rewatching it multiple times, he is told by multiple people, including himself, the other version of him, this is going to wreck everything. This yeah. is going to destroy the universe. And Strange is left there, alone, in his little pocket dimension with nothing. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, that's a good dark ending for an episode of this. I am all for it. That's that's how you elevate a level of a story like Doctor Strange. Of like, you want to do something. What if it's completely out there, but still ties to the previous movie you did? That's how you do it. Yeah, I'm like, oh, that was so good. Yes, that was that was by far again my favorite episode of the of the of the first four and probably top two for me of the whole series. Yeah, that was one of my top episodes of the whole series. But out of these first four, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, and awesome, massive shout out. Thank you for that shout out for is that kid Rod. Thank you so much for coming in, Rod. Yeah, man. Thank you for coming and hanging out with us today. We greatly appreciate it. But yeah, I this was the one where it was like I want more of this. Mm -hmm. I want more of these characters, more of these stories, and you know, it's it's one of those things of like I, I don't say I've got like a sick thing for like darker stories like that, but I like stories like this. I like the yeah. way they're portrayed, where it's like there's a there's a message, there's a lesson to be learned, but it goes on a dark yeah. route, and seeing someone take a journey like that, it was a complete character study, and I love a story that does that well, but it doesn't drop off anything else, like yeah. The storytelling was great, the character development was great, the visuals were good, the the path that led him there felt natural that he would go there because, yeah, he's backcrack crazy by the time you get to the end and he's fighting himself. Mm -hmm. But you see the natural progression. You can understand why he got there. You can see how he got there. All it started was, was literally asking, what if? Yeah. When he goes back in time and says, I'm going to try and save her. Yeah, that's it. That's all it took, and he started them on this journey. And I think one of the the one thing that this episode has it going for it is there's not a lot of like traveling in this episode. There's not a lot of mileage. Like, you, there's not a lot of like the story is about him trying to save Christine and him going over and over and over and over trying to do that. That's literally the story. So there's not a lot to it. You know what I'm saying? It's a but small. Like, 
it's a small yeah. scale story whereas like some of the others like coming up in the zombie one for example good example yeah. or like in episode three with the asgardian invasion like it's a it's a world ending event yeah but the focus is the world and what's happening and how the world got here yeah this is a universe destroying event mm-hmm. told in a very small personable story which is really rare and really hard to do well. Mm-hmm. Like this was a world-ending event, and you felt it. You felt the weight of what he was doing. Yeah, but you right also, but you also felt connected to the characters and the story because it was so small. There was very few characters really in this. Mm-hmm. You notice that there was like what five or six characters in this. Yeah, and that's it. Whole story, like compared to some of the others, like there's five or six characters per scene in some of the other stories. This was the whole episode, mm-hmm. you know. It's like yeah, this this was it. If you have not watched it, apologies that we've just spoiled it for you. But like, if you want, go and see it for yourself. If anything, episode four is one of the highlights of this nine episode series. And if it's a sign of like how creative and inventive they can get, I am so excited to see what they do in season two. It's so good, man. It's like it's, it it blew me away. Yeah. Like one hundred percent, the highlights of this series for me as a whole were Doctor Strange, Supreme, and Infinity Ultron. Those were highlights. Yeah, those those are my favorite. Those, those are my, my highlights. Favorite. Also, as well, probably Star Lord's um, T'Challa, just because I think he looks so freaking cool. Yeah, just the look of him, he looks really cool. Um, but absolutely, Doctor Strange Supreme and Infinity Ultron were the highlights of this whole series for me. Agreed. And if you don't 100%. know who Infinity Ultron is yet, we're going to be talking about him next week. <laughs> but yeah, I I am a, I I love this series, and I'm like I'm. This is a great little series as well of like that. I think you need to settle in for this because some of the other series and movies feel so high stakes. Mm-hmm. This reminds me a lot of going to see Shang-Chi. Yes. Like when you go to see some of the other movies or you watch some of the other shows, you're aware of the massive connectivity to everything else. You're aware of the multiversal like connection and the multiverse opening up and the creation of all of that and everything else. With this, it feels like it doesn't need to be a big thing. Yeah. It's just a simple story being told. Like Shang Chi was like that palate cleanser of like that. This is just a self-contained story. Is it part of that same world? Yeah, but it's a self-contained story. You don't need to worry about anything else. You just have to sit and enjoy. Exactly. And with a lot of these, that's what they felt like. Of like, just sit back and enjoy the ride. And like, if you don't like one, that's okay. There's another one yeah. coming up that's better. Yeah. You know, it's like it's fine. Like I wasn't a big fan of episode three. If you were, glad you enjoyed it. But there's other ones I was a huge fan of. And I'm like, it's I amazing. Just- I'm excited to see where they're going to go for season two, um, just based off of just the bat crap crazy stuff that they did in this one. Only thing I've heard of is that season two is going to focus a lot more on stuff that connects into phase four, mm-hmm. which makes a lot of sense because the amount of stuff that phase four is pumping out is insane. Yeah. Like yeah. to the point of like, I'm like, I don't know how long they can keep up this speed mm-hmm. without having detractions and it coming back to them because like there are so yeah. many movies coming out back to back and so many shows coming out back to back i'm like i feel like there's they're going to have to be very careful because I, I know a lot of people have talked about comic book movie burnout before and i get that but like if they keep cranking stuff out i think they're just going to have to be very selective and very careful about how they're framing stuff and how they're and the tone of the different series and and stuff like that to yeah. make it different and make it you know more engaging that yeah stuff. they're gonna have to do stuff for that the good thing about what if is like the show is specifically designed for that yeah exactly um so that's a good thing on that um 
but yeah, like I think they really need to be careful on that, and also like it's just there's only so much comic book stuff I can watch with the way exactly. my life is, and there's only yeah. so much stuff I can do for the show. And I'm thinking like I can't cover certain things. Like we're not doing a Venom review show because I don't have the time to go and see Venom mm-hmm. two. To it was awful so then it was one i was quite happy to like drop because i knew it was going to be but at the same time like we've got next month i've got eternals coming up that i want to try and cover and then the following month i've got spider-man and no way home that i want to try and cover but we also have a hawkeye show coming out in december and we have you know like the stuff is non-stop and i'm like don't get me wrong i'm glad we've got stuff that creates content for us yeah but at the same time like i don't know how long they can keep up the speed and without diminishing returns to it agreed i agree yeah, absolutely, Caleb. I completely feel that same. It's the same. I want to see it, Venom, but it's so hard with a family. Like literally, that's my that's my solo day out to get a break from the kids and get a break from the wife and just have some me time. It's literally me taking two hours on like a Saturday morning to go with Nitro and go see a movie. Yeah. And that's literally because I kind of need to because it's now part of my job to review these things as part of Comics and <laughs> the Cross. So I kind of have to see them. Like I would have went to see Venom if I could have if I had the time and the money. Like, if I didn't have to go to work and we had the yeah. money, I would happily yeah. have gone and seen Venom and reviewed it on the show. But, you know, I mean, I don't. So I'm like, I have to be picky of, like, what I see and the big ones are Marvel. And Caleb, you really don't have to go see that movie. I promise you. Yeah, don't see it. The best the best thing to do is, like, the mid credit scene, but just go read it like I did. I read the mid credit yeah. scene and I'm like, okay, that's all I need to know going forward. Yeah. That, that's it. That's the, that's, the, that's the big thing you need to know is the mid credit scene. But that is it for today, talking about the What If series, though. Yeah, man. Um, so we are going to be back next week at the same time, 2 o'clock, uh, to talk episodes 5 to 9. Um, so those include uh, What If Zombies, uh, basically an animated version of the Marvel Zombies universe, to a certain degree. Uh, who else have we got? We've got uh, What If Killmonger Save Tony Stark. We've got uh, What If Thor Was an Only Child apparently becomes a party boy and then what if Ultron won mm-hmm. all leading to the combination and what if the Watcher broke his oath yeah so the last two episodes are kind of like a two-parter almost yeah it's a, it's a two-parter essentially yeah. uh, with that one and but yeah like it's, there's some really great episodes coming up don't get me wrong, there's also still one of my other like least favourite ones from the whole thing coming up as well, but some of my favourite ones are coming up in yeah. the next half that are just a lot of fun. Great. So definitely come and join us next week for that. And yeah, look, absolutely, that post-credit scene's probably on YouTube already, time and time yeah. again if you need to see it. Um, but yeah, it's this series has been a lot of fun overall. I'm, I'm yeah, excited man. to talk about the rest of it. Yeah, it's probably... Uh, so I really like WandaVision and Loki, but right past them, it's probably what if for me. Yeah, I'm probably the same. I think I prefer it for the most part to like Falcon and Winter Soldier. Yes. Um, but absolutely one division of Loki I definitely prefer. Agreed. Definitely think they're better shows, um, personally. Um, but that's just my taste, obviously. If you've liked any of the others, by all means, you know. Again as well we say that's that's comic books. You know? Yep. It's like not not everything is for everyone. Well yeah, you say it all the time, like just because you don't like something doesn't mean there's not something out there that you will like. Yeah, won't like that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's that's kind of the point of comics. There's so many of them, you know. Uh, no, probably I could post a link in Discord. <laughs> post a link if you want. I don't care. I ain't gonna get pulled up for if it's in Discord. Go for it. Um, oh, let me grab something quick. Just out of reach. Is I right, my blind? 
Uh, so this is the shout outs for the next couple of weeks. Um, so next week we are of course doing the second half of this. Following week is the return of our indie comic book club where we will be doing Something is Killing the Children. Um, I kind of started trying to read that this week, I didn't get far into it, but like I'm really intrigued with the story so far, really intrigued with the art style. So I think it's going to be good. This is our horror Halloween book for this year. Um, almost was and I really almost changed it at one point like a few weeks ago I was really, really? I was really thinking about whether I should uh, hi Alice in the Palace yes I am indeed Scottish um, Norwegian Norwegian Nitrowegian <laughs> oh, sorry, I am also that... Scottish just FYI in case anybody was asking you're, not, you're not Scottish <laughs> you're American deal with that <laughs> Don't forget that a Titans talk soon. Wink. Yes, we do need to set that up, Kiel. That might be next. I've got a gap next month, so I might be setting that up with you then. If not, we'll probably get it December or January. Like we've got so much stuff that freaking is coming out in the next couple of months. Um, but yeah, so we'll be talking about this. I did almost change it for Scott Snyder's Witches, the one I told you about, Nitro. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, which is phenomenal horror comic. But I might save that. I'm going to save that one for next year. Um, but something is killing the children. 100% we'll be doing in two weeks time cannot wait to check it out <laughs> well the ball guy sounds like... I'm not bald I'm just follically challenged alright and I'm just going with it <laughs> you're bored <Okay. laughs> you know I'm sure there's a multiverse universe out there somewhere where you do have you know here there's a multiverse out there <laughs> just like there's some really weird multiverse universe out there where you're better looking than me you know? Oh wow! Wow, that's that's a low blow right into <laughs> the show, man. I didn't say you were bad looking. I just said I'm clearly better looking. <laughs> I want to go cry in the corner. Thanks. <laughs> it. I'm sorry, I couldn't resist using yeah, that I one. I wore my Olaf shirt to boost my self esteem today. <laughs> you just you just crapped all over it. It's okay though. It's all right. I think that you're supporting famous bald people as well. Then when you're Olaf shirt. <laughs> hey, bald is sexy, man. Bald is sexy. Okay. Yep. I'm sure your wife has to say that. Yes, she does. <laughs> I only pay her $5 a week to say that. <laughs> I love how the end of the show is done that rip and nitro, and I'm perfectly fine uh, with it, to be honest. Yeah, it's all good. Um, um, yeah, that is a spooky comic. We're trying, I try to do more horror or spooky-esque stuff, based around Halloween, obviously, because it's October, so 100%. And we'll be doing that one in a couple of weeks, and I'm excited for it. This is, I've not read it yet, but it's like it's been a lot of... Like Harry Hill. <laughs> I love that Nitro has no idea who that is, but I think it's awesome. I literally was Googling him. <laughs> He's a British comedian and a TV host. Oh my gosh. But Nitro actually, with the beard, kind of looks like him. Not that far off. Oh my gosh. Somebody told me I look like the dude from, um, oh, what was it? What was it? Community? I'm like, really? Really? I look like that guy? Come on now. That's amazing. Name. That is like, amazing. Come on, man. I do not look like that guy. I'm more of a Jason Statham, you know, Dwayne Johnson type. What did you your know? wife call you? <laughs> what, if, what does my wife call me? Mr. Potato Head. <laughs> did she really call me that? I don't you remember that, a 12-hour stream? Following a 12-hour stream? That's messed up, man. I'm getting it from you and my wife. <laughs> yeah, you told me that after the 12-hour stream when she had to do... When she had to, you know, oh shave the beard. Like Caleb, was... don't you dare. Don't you dare get on that bandwagon, Caleb. I will refuse to talk to you again. <laughs> Again, I don't know why I said again. <laughs> I'm right, gonna say with enough, enough of hammering nitro. 
I love how this is the end of the show and it's just become Rip Nitro for being bald for no reason other than just yeah. because. There is literally no reason for it. I, I love like it. Watson because I'm still sexy. Well, I was going to post I, it, I but it's good. Oh, that's amazing. If you think you're like Dwayne The Rock Johnson, you got to go to push-ups and get a suntan. Just a little bit. Just a, bit. <laughs> just, just a little bit off of being The Rock. <laughs> I miss base days as they come. <laughs> oh... That's something they're really good mid to end the show now. Oh, grief. Good grief. Yeah, Al hey, Alice, I'm from Scotland. I was like, it's part of the parcel of the thing. It's like, when you really like someone, you pick on them. So, I am all for it. <laughs> as long as it's kept in good jest and it isn't, like, fully serious, I'm all for it. Um, but yeah, thank you for everyone who joined us today. Uh, this has been an absolutely awesome show, especially the ending. I feel like I need to flex on camera now. Whatever. Really? Do you want to go down that road? <laughs> I need yeah. some boost in self-image right now. <laughs> I'm going to say, if you do that, you know, we're just going to rip you regardless. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, but I remember it as well, just um, for a couple of announcements we made. Also, um, if you are a comic collector or have any collectors right. or memorabilia, go and check out our awesome sponsors, BCW Supplies. Use Comics Cross at checkout to save 10%. Um, you have bags, boards, folders picture frames, long boxes, whatever you need for comic book collecting or collecting anything else, they are amazing suppliers for it. So go and check them out. Also, I'm going to throw it up on screen as well. Remember, in April we are going to be doing our 12-hour stream um, to try and raise money. and um, It's personal money for me, for my autistic son to get a service dog from Loyalty Service Dogs. Awesome dogs for awesome people. Oop, that is the wrong camera collecting the wrong scene now. There we go. Um, so yeah, go ahead and check them out. Check out their website. They're absolutely amazing. They train service dogs to help people with autism. So he would be trained up to help my son deal with anxiety, to deal with elopement issues, to deal with deep pressure, to deal with all of that. But it is really expensive to train them um, to assist people with autism. It's 27000 for getting the dog trained and delivered here. They'll bring it here to us in Virginia from Nevada. Um, but we will be doing the fundraiser to try and raise a 30% down payment which is about 9,000 and so we'll be doing that fundraiser if you want to get involved in the fundraiser if you want to do something as part of it if you have something as a giveaway you want to give as part of it if you want to play the games with us if you want to be involved in the show then reach out to me drop me a message drop me um, a message on discord or on social media um, and we would absolutely love for you to be involved uh, do you have Halloween Comic Fest up in Scotland or is it a West County thing? I think it's a West County thing. I don't think they've got it in Scotland. And I'm not in Scotland. I'm in the, actually in the States. It's really from Scotland. But I don't think they have it in Scotland as far as I know, Alice. Um, but I, I, I'm sure it's an amazing thing. Though. There's a lot of great horror comics and stuff out there. But yeah, so we're excited to do another 12-hour stream in April. We had a lot of fun with this year's and I'm, yeah, a, I'm so excited to do that again and spend 12 hours with all you crazy people. Um, so I am absolutely excited for that so anything that you are able and willing to give um, we'll be collecting funds on that day for it and if you want to go follow our Kofi page um, as well that's where we'll be doing the collecting on the day when we do the 12 hour fundraiser you can go drop it a follow so you have it handy or if you want to financially support the channel in general you can go drop us um, some support over there which we greatly appreciate obviously it is never a mandatory thing you're not going to lose out here but it is appreciated and you do get some exclusive content over there as well. Yep. 
Alright, I think I've covered everything for that. Remember, join us tomorrow night as my wife, Jay, will be back to continue her playthrough of Bioshock um, as part of You Have Died, Try Again. Um, she will be back playing through that. We've been having a lot of fun in those, so that'll be 8.30 Eastern tomorrow night. And then Nitro, I believe, should be back on Tuesday. I'll be back on Tuesday, and I will con be continuing work on my Ninja Turtles piece for myself. I'll yeah. Be, uh, drawing, <clears throat> doing some inking, all that stuff. Yeah, if you missed that... Like live art and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, come on by. Yeah, if you missed that a couple of weeks ago, Nitro started an amazing piece he's doing f featuring all the turtles and this, like, New York, like, this rooftop design background. And it's like, I, I'm hyped for this. The stuff he was doing looks amazing already, and he just was basically sketching them out, so I can't wait to see when it starts getting put together. So yeah, you do not want to miss that one. I guarantee you'll love it. Come, Lark, hang out just put it on in the background it's nice to chill out with nitro he'll take you through asking questions he has got so much stuff going on with it it's awesome yeah all right i think that's pretty much everything that's upcoming with us uh do we have anyone to read did you f i know you were looking for someone uh yeah hold on sorry come um, on man come on come on man i'm so sorry i'm so sorry okay um no, ski spot uh, update there is a new member hey. of the comic clan Alice in the Palace, thank you so much for the follow. Welcome. Welcome to the Comic Clan. We greatly appreciate it. Thank you for coming in. You have an absolutely amazing day, Alice. Thank you for popping in. Hope you have a good day. Uh, geek is one geek. I was going to say, it's like geek is playing. It's like maybe a bit more specific than that, Caleb. <laughs> <laughs> There's a few of us here, you know? Yeah, I don't know a ton of the other ones. Um, personally, so yeah, I think One Geek Four Eleven is is playing though. They're doing Last of Us or, uh, remastered. Let me see. Oh, I know who we could drop. I don't get a chance to read her often. Asia in the Kitchen is doing some R. Oh, cool. And um, she is actually the wife of Frostbite. That's right. Um, so she's apparently doing some art and she's not started that long so let's go and raid her because we don't get a chance to raid her that often I like trying to catch people if they pop in and we don't get to see them so One Geek is like always our backup for a Sunday if we don't have anyone else to raid they're usually on <laughs> so we're like so yeah let's go raid um, Asia in the Kitchen yeah she is absolutely awesome thank you so much Space Hobo I appreciate it man I appreciate you showing up so if yeah. you're hanging out with us right now stick around with us till we do this raid Show each other some love. Um, and yeah, I think that's it from us this week. Love you all. Love you guys. Thanks remember? Fun of my bald head. Appreciate yeah. it. And it's a goodbye from me, Cross. It's a goodbye from him, Baldy. And I hope we'll... your tire gets flat on the way home. So. <laughs> wow. <laughs> he's, just getting, he's just getting so bent out of shape there. <laughs> uh, I need to find the name of that character. Is it the Dean, the name of the character for community? Oh, yeah, it's Dean. That's the Dean. Yeah, I remember that one. But thank you so much for everyone that came and hung out with us. I'm out of here before we start another ripping Nitro moment. <laughs> but remember, every one of you, um, I've been listening to your old podcast. Oh, awesome. I hope you enjoy them, Space Hobo. Please don't judge the early ones too much. Yeah. Uh, they get better, I prom. They get better, I promise. I mean, not much better, but they get better. <laughs> <laughs> they get at least a bit better. Alright, I'm gonna go alright, we're raiding, I'm leaving before we get all another right, rant. Right. Oh. <laughs> You're talking to <laughs> We're just staying, like we're just we're not going anywhere, we're just hanging all out. Alright, we're camping out, twelve hour stream. It's happening. Yeah, I just did it Sorry, today, boys. why not? Yeah, wives are gonna be mad. 
It's absolutely fine, Space. You are fine, man. Uh, I'm fine. I love this. I love this rant and hanging out at the end of the day. Yeah. But we're going to go show Asia some love. So if you're able to hang about with us, please stick around. Join in the raid. Go show her some love. If you're not following her already, go give her a follow also because she is awesome and deserves it. And we will see you all tomorrow night. And remember, it's a good week to be a geek. Take care and have a Adios. good one, guys. Yeah. Oh. 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 Oh.